professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with Big the Big Guy Ryback starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and today I am joined in person by PWBA. Professional bowler Jen Higgins, did I say that correctly? Yes. Yep. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm wearing my headphones. This is really <laughs> awkward for everybody <laughs> watching right off the start. Your husband is over here taking pictures over in the corner for everything, and then we put the headphones on, and I'm because I'm used to doing my audio interviews, and then I realize you go, I don't think these are working, and I go, yeah, I'm pretty sure we don't have to wear these, and I'm just, so yeah, we're going to take these off and just do the interview without them. How are you adjusting to this heat out here? It's too hot for me. I'm not used to all the heat. You are from Ohio, correct? Columbus, yep. I've wrestled out there many, many times. I believe Dayton, Ohio is the Nutter Center. I believe, because I, I remember, I've always remembered that one. What's the name of the arena? The Shock? The Shock? The Shock and Nationwide Arena. Nationwide, yes. Okay. Been there many, many times. Yeah, I've but seen you, a couple shows there. You are out here for... There's a big bowling tournament going on, correct? The U.S. Open. Yes, this is... A major. And so I figured and I reached out to you because I believe you... Did you make a comment before on I one of my bowling? I reached out to you because I saw you bowling and I didn't realize you bowled. So. I, I'm not very good. I used to... <laughs> you kind of muscle the ball a little, but I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I, I, what would you say about the, the big guy's bowling technique when, from what you saw? Very rough around the edges? No, I just thought you muscled it a lot, but... What do you expect? In all fairness, Jen, I had did <laughs> I've had eleven stem cell procedures and I got a bad shoulder and I avoided a five disc fusion. So I'm and I, great. I was in really rough shape during all of that. But I did beat my uh, the guy Asian Joe who sometimes does the podcast. He bowls all the time. And uh, he was quite upset that I beat him several games. Because like I told you I hadn't bowled in years. Right. And I just went back out there and uh, I still had it kind of. Natural. You what what natural. is yeah, what is considered a good game? A good average? Probably right now, anything over 220. Really? Yeah. Is that, what is your average right now? Probably about 235. Oh, you're really good. You would. I'm I. I'm I. <laughs> I'm glad because you, I knew right, you, you challenged me to a game. I know. But you, I, you like kind of like did it where you're just like, you made it very friendly, but I could just see right away. I was like, she's going to, she would destroy me. Get all the footage of just destroying the big guy bowling and just ruin me. Bowl a couple games and then leave town. <laughs> the uh, yeah, this heat out here though is I got to apologize because it is. Good thing bowling's indoor, so it's not really affecting me any. Yeah, it's, yeah. how's everything going out here with that? Anyways, uh, yesterday was a rough day for the first day of qualifying, uh, but today I got my stride back and did a lot better. So. Really? I'm definitely in the top 36 now, so we're trying to. How many hang people? On. Top 36 are going to make the first cut, so we're trying to hang on to that right now. And there's how many out here right now, though? In Maybe the... 120. Oh wow, there's a lot of people. Though. Yeah. You're not too shabby. Usually there's a lot more, but that's actually low for a major. Where you... now? Do they have like a rankings with all of this as well for you guys for the year? Yeah, it's on pwba.com. Okay. 
So you're a pretty big deal, Jen. I mean, I started out the season rough because I was fighting some health issues also, but then the last couple stops have been going really well. So I'm not doing as well as I'd like, but I'm not complaining. What kind of injuries... Now, you, you said injuries. I've always been curious about this for both. I wasn't injured. I actually had a health issue. I had a oh, kidney no. infection. So I was actually in the hospital for like three months right before the tour started. So I was super weak and a hot mess right before tours started. And my doctor actually told me not to uh, go out on tour this season to wait and go out next year. But me being the stubborn person I am, I gun-hoed and went out and pulled it. That's every athlete, I feel like. Yeah, which they... is rough because the first... Stop by bold, I actually had to withdraw from and I never withdrew from a tournament because I did pull a muscle. My muscles just weren't healed from being away from the sport for so long. So it was devastating. Because I remember being in the hospital and I was like, man, all I want to do is bowl. All I want to do is bowl. And then I get to the first tournament and I couldn't even bowl. Were you on antibiotics too during that whole yeah. time? Yeah, so when I left the hospital, they, I had to leave with a pick line in my arm. And so I had to give myself antibiotics four times a day. So. You had the pick line in, too. Yeah, man. Oh. My right arm, my bowling arm. That is. What was oh, that like mess. for you? Because my ex-girlfriend, I actually missed my only week of WWE I ever had to call in for live events, everything. She had a serious, serious illness and infection yeah. from a bad procedure and had to have a pick line put in her arm. Oh. I had to give her her IV. The, it's horrible. Yeah. Because you can't do anything. You can't work out. You can't go bowling. And I'm like, that's my life. So now I'm like shrinking away to nothing. And I'm like, this stinks. Like you, it's so easy to like be strong and then you lose the weight so fast and then you want to gain the muscle back and like it's not as easy to gain 10 pounds of muscle. It's no. so easy to lose And you it. look like you have a high metabolism anyways yeah, too with all but, of that. Yeah. What, so what other injuries though for both? What's like common, because like in wrestling, backs, necks, A lot of the shoulders. women wrap their wrists or arms or growing issues. So we pull a lot of leg muscles or arm muscles. Is that from the, like the lanes just being a little slippery? It could be from the approaches. Or could we use your legs so much for so long, so many games? I remember tear over the years. My uh, poor dad, he, he would take us all the time to go bowling when we were younger. And I remember one time he, he just completely just yeah. ass over tea kettle. Has that ever happened to you? Maybe when I was younger. Not recently, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. We, that would be a blooper. We may not be having this conversation <laughs> in here, Jen, if that was, if that was a regular occurrence. Jen Higgins falls again. <laughs> oh... So I I saw an interview with you, and I got to say I'm it was like perfect interview I could have watched for you because you got into bowling very, really young, correct? Yeah, when I was five. And your first game was a zero. A zero. I bowled twelve gutter balls in a row, and my dad said you came back high fiving and smiling after every gutter ball, and that's how I knew you were going to stick with it because you were having so much fun. You were the definition of that song started from the bottom, and now we're <laughs> yes, here. That is exactly. <laughs> that should be your exactly. professional bowling. Now if I was to throw a gutter ball, I'd be like, mm mm, we're going home. Now, let me, so you bowl your first game, you bowl, you bowl a zero, but you, you just loved it. Yeah, I think I'm just not a naturally gifted athlete. I actually have to work really hard and practice a lot to get good at my craft, where I feel like certain people, like my sisters, like naturally good, can throw a ball or throw, just things come naturally for them, and I'm not one of those. I have to work hard to get where I am. Bowling, though, is really mental, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah, especially this tournament. Oh, my. What, it's, would you say... Bowling is definitely, I mean, how? what percentage? I mean, you... you're 10, not even 10, you're like 100 times stronger than me, but I, I could beat you every time just because of my mental Okay, and let's my take technique. it easy here, Jen. Like, we don't, no need to insult me on my show now. So I, I think like we, we, it's been established you're a much better bowler than me, Jen. It's really just, just, <laughs> de just defeated over here. Just for everyone, Jen is clearly the better bowler. There's no competition going on here. I have no ego with this whatsoever. That's funny. Oh. But yeah, it's definitely mental. 
definitely a big mental game. No, because when people, I notice. Attitude, you got to stay positive because you're going to throw it good. You're not going to get a good break. The opponent next to you will get a good break. You, you have to keep your emotions in check. No, absolutely. And, and us it, being women, I mean, we're emotional beings, so we definitely have to like keep ourselves in check. I was going to ask you that because with wrestling, and I want to get into this here with, with everything with wrestling too, but in pro wrestling and WWE and just different, I've seen all around, there's always a group of guys, and, and the girls and the guys, but the, and the, the guys are just as bad, I feel like. The, the group of them will get together, and they sit and they gossip, and they're chatty Cathy's, and does that exist in bowling, like bowling heat? The other bowlers like, oh, look at that Higgins. She thinks she's hot today. No, but I did notice that on the PWA tour, we're all friends off the lane. We all socialize. We all go to eat. But then when it's game time, it's like game face on, and no one really, we don't do a lot of talking. Everyone just gets in their zone, and... But no, I don't really feel like there's a lot of gossip. So it's a pretty good God. environment. Or they're talking about me and I don't know. You're it's completely clueless to everything going right? on. That Higgins. This bowling sounds like a nice, friendly community. I think I wanted yeah. to get involved with this. Right? This is nothing like what I've been involved yeah. in all my I life. I mean, on the lanes, we're like on fire and words could slip here and there. If People were trying to get in each other's heads maybe, but no. Yeah. I always, because for me too, bowling, it's... When talking about the mental aspect of it, because even for me, and I could go bowling at the lanes, and then people will recognize me and they stop and watch. I feel the pressure because I'm like, yeah. I can't suck at this in front of them because <laughs> right. I feel like I'm going to let them down. Like, man, that Ryback, he's a good wrestler, but what a right. bowler! Like, what a loser! Like, I just, I, but you guys yeah. are just constantly around the best. You always just got to be on. on right, top of your and game. I feel like that's why I got so much better this year so fast. I feel like me being sick, coming out of the gate, not doing well, I would have stayed stinking up if I wasn't around these great girls week after week after week to get as good as I am now. So just, I do feel like I need to go through this process to get where I am now. You rise. You, you are who you surround yourself with. And right. I guess you have I'm no around choice. the best. The absolute the best. best. Yeah, man. Do you guys help each other out with that too? Like give pointers or do they kind of... It's... During practice maybe or if you're on the same staff. I don't mind asking someone I'm on staff with for help. But I wouldn't ask probably like someone I don't really know for help. Yeah, and it's so competitive too, <laughs> yeah. I imagine. With all but if they that. lie to you, move left and you're really supposed to move right. Yeah, that is a good... And you split and they're like, oops. The guy, I, Joe, that I would bowl with, he would give me some pointers, and it, but it would then throw a strike, throw a strike, throw a strike. Right. And it was like, I was like, man, it's, I've always wondered. He always he says, you should come join the league. And I was just like, I got so much going on into the injuries. I was just like, I don't, right. I'm not, I can't stop what I'm doing right now and just try to become a pro bowler right. as much as I would love to. I think it would be hilarious. Yeah, you have natural talent. You're just like a natural oh, good keep athlete. Going, keep going. <laughs> right? Yeah, some people got it. I don't. You do. It's cool. <laughs> the uh, no, I would be. I would be. If there's a casino right down the road for me right here, Aliante Casino, and uh, I wish, and I think as this community continues to grow up here, because nobody lived up here for the longest time, um, if they built a bowling alley there and had leagues, I really feel like I would, I would uh, join because it'd be right yeah. five minutes down the house. But the closest lanes to me, the best. Texas, I, I don't like the lanes where you're actually over there at. I've bowled there several times, and their lanes aren't usually kept up as well. Right. It's like Red Rock Casino is about 30 minutes away, and uh, I, I particularly enjoy their lanes, but it's an hour of travel during the day, and then with the dogs, and just right. not meant to be. Can't leave the dogs. So for this tournament here, what kind of what kind of money is on the line for this? Is this? I believe it's is it twenty five thousand. Yeah, twenty five thousand for first. For first. Yeah, and top thirty six are going to get paid too. That's the goal. The first goal, make top 36. Is this? Cashers round. Okay. Now, is this thing, because I saw in the interview, do you also work at Lifetime Fitness? Is yeah, it? I work at a gym. Okay. That's very interesting. Is it, now, what I'm a personal trainer. No, no, I'm not a personal trainer. 
No, aren't you? Oh, no, we have a cafe there. I sell the supplements. I assumed shakes, you were so. a trainer. I didn't know oh, that. No. We're going to have to get Feed Me More Nutrition in there, Jen. Right? Yeah. I understand. You actually, we were talking before this, and you did say the, because uh, this is the one thing with people with the stevia, is they, the, the taste for some people and whatnot. So we're working on that, though. Right. For, I'm gonna works, give, the product works really well. I'm going to give you the green apple. I killed my back workout. I think we were like 20 when I did my back workout. <laughs> I took your pre-workout and I worked out. I'm like, yeah. The energy from it's unreal. Yeah. That's what uh, is just. I took it after work and I, I could kill my workout just fine. I'm going to give you the green apple though after we're done and let you, hopefully you like that one better. And I'll we're just doing, lie and say I like it. Just, then, I'm just kidding. It's, I'm not hurting your it's a favorite ever. <laughs> so with bowling, what is, because I have in my notes actually with the, I've always been curious about this because. I love like the entertainment aspect of pro wrestling, the larger than life, the arenas, the, right. the atmosphere, the energy. Bowling, and I, I, if it's on TV, I'll, I'll watch it. And like, if it's no, on, I feel like it's more like golf. I feel like it might be more boring. We're trying to make it more fun, exciting, yell while we're bowling. So my, that was my, my next thing was, why don't they start, could, could they run bowling in major arenas, you think? If they were to get the, the set up oh. and with the entrances of the bowlers. I'm, I'm talking kingpin style. The, right. Can you help us out? This is, this is what I feel like would get me into the bowling realm. If, yeah. they, if there was more, we have merchandise, interview. action figures, yeah. big guy with the bowling ball. There were, there's, yeah, I, I always steal a lot of WWE sayings whenever I'm bowling or I throw a powerful strike, like, feed me more, Daniel Bryan's, yes, yes, yes. Like A lot of us bowlers throw in a lot of the chants. You're, you're lying to me right now, Jen, because I know your favorite wrestler is John Cena. Oh, that is true. I thought just, You're so calling you out. Because yeah. the first thing I see of you is in the video of you doing this. Right, yeah. I interview I goes, oh, she's a John like Cena John. fan. No, so I do need to clear. I, I do like John wrestling-wise. In like wrestling him, I have a lot of respect for him. Right. Just personal issues. Right. So that, that exists in pro wrestling okay. amongst the talent. So yeah. I would never tell you not to like somebody. Right. Because that would just be rude of me. We'll edit all of that out of the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The, so what got what got you into to pro wrestling? Because you are, I watched this interview with you, and I just I go, man, I really like this woman because I first thing is you love you love pro wrestling. You talk about you talk about your love for dogs, and then you talk about your love of Days of Thunder, right. and it's one of my favorite movies of all time with Tom Cruise and. Hey, what is it? Harry, I'm dropping the hammers. Yeah, what I... I love the analogies they compared. I just compared that to bowling. So it was cool. It was like a guy. I feel like I was more like Tom Cruise. Like, I can bowl. You asked me to bowl. Go throw the bowling ball. But you don't know anything. But Nothing I can't do with like a bowling that. ball, Harry. Right? Yeah. So just the analogies were cool. <laughs> so what got you into wrestling? What age did My you... My sister actually got me into it, man, maybe 15 years ago. So I haven't been in it since I was a kid. But she always liked it. So somehow I got into it. And that's like my soap opera of the week. So I we, tape it every Monday night. Every, every Monday three night? Three hours, yeah. So who are some of your favorite wrestlers? Growing uh, the first, who were some of your favorite growing up as a kid? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I always liked Cena growing up. What? Triple H. Who'd you say? Triple H. Oh, oh yeah, Triple H. Oh, you have all the favorites. To, back in the, yeah. Because I always do throw the time to play the game, so my friends at home, yeah. we always say He that. was my favorite too growing up, actually, for and a I'm period. always a Nikki Bella fan. I was always a fan of her, so definitely like her. How old are you now? 37. Okay, the same age as me. Yeah. The what 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 age did you start watching though? Uh, I was like Pretty, 23. So okay. I wasn't watching as a kid. I'm trying to I'm trying to think Man, like, like Rock Stone Cold yeah. all that. Yeah. Okay. And then like as like you and you still watch religiously now. Right, yeah. What are your thoughts on everything going on now? Oh, the, I like some of the new ones that are coming out. Cause I like that new high flyer. I think it starts with an R. I forget. Ricochet. Yeah, I like him a lot. So there's just certain ones that come out that catch my attention that I like. 
But honestly, I tape it and then I work out in the mornings to my WWE. So sometimes it's on mute. So I watch wrestling, but I'm not really hearing it. So I don't know exactly everything that's going on. I do you know, like often when we talk, I always do like a pro wrestling part on here uh, with Ryan Satin or this guy, Raj Geary, and we kind of go over all the wrestling news. And they were kind of like the ratings are down and things of that nature. The company, like Nate, you're just more, would you say you're more of a casual fan? Yeah. Do you, do you, when I, you, I don't get into it that much. I just like to watch the big guys wrestle and steal their lines when I bowl. You use that some of this stuff. That's what <laughs> I, a lot of people, they've lost yeah. a lot of that casual I, audience. I feel though. like whenever the women's match, matches are on, though, I always like watch them because I do like to watch the women get thrown around because they're always like big and strong. And I'm like, yeah. Who are some of your favorite women wrestlers right now? Uh, probably like Alexa Bliss. She's Alexa. a favorite amongst many, I feel I like. I think she's from Columbus, Ohio. That's why we have that. Oh, you comment. gotta represent her. <laughs> right. Yeah. They have a lot of new talent up there now, though. It is the Sasha Banks, I like. I'm not really big into the Bailey. I'm like all the hugs, that's not me. Not so. you. You're more of a just a, of a hit fist my, thrower. Yeah, yeah, hit the rock. <laughs> she's a very PG friendly, yeah. kid friendly. Yeah. I'm like, loosen up your ponytail, your hair down. But I feel like you like John Cena, though, and he's very PG. Well, I like how he treats, I don't know, I like the whole Make-A-Wish Foundation, like everything he's for, like the don't give up. I get it, yeah. So, like, what he's for. Good positive message. Yeah. Bailey's just a little more like, hug me, hug yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Be friends. Right, I just want to kick your butt. <laughs> the So what do you think now, are you familiar with anything going on with the AEW? The, the all Is that the new one coming the out? The new one, yeah. No. Have you haven't seen anything with that yet? No, I forget who told me that it was coming out, and I'm like, yeah, I must not watch it. Enough, or I need to stop muting it and actually start listening. Yeah, no, it's pretty exciting it, with everything going on with that. It's gonna, it's good. Kind of like for, how we have SmackDown Raw, and now there's like a new thing coming. Tuesday up Night Dynamite, or it's gonna have some name, or I don't know what night they're gonna pick yet. They're trying oh, to get all that. Yeah, it's too much wrestling. It is three it, hours is enough. That is so I can handle. Very curious about that with you, with from a casual what like WrestleMania. I, I take it you watch oh, wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you feel about WrestleMania being seven hours? Like. Is that is it too much? Yeah, that is too much. What? Maybe if you're there, maybe it wouldn't feel like too much. I don't know, but sitting in those, have you ever gone to something like Because uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I, that feels like a long, like going to a movie theater, yeah. a three-hour movie is yeah, that's long. long. That's I two can't make those. it feel like a two-hour movie. I always have to make sure they're like 90 minutes and then we can go. So I, I couldn't do seven. Yeah, no, it, it's, even from a talent and all the guys there, and you're, you're so kind why of... why do they do that to make I don't know money? The, they want to make sure you get your money oh, To this day, I don't... Part of the... So, I, at first I thought it was to get all the talent on the show, kind of. But that one, they wouldn't do that because they never cared about that necessarily, right. even though um, it has to be something financially. On all, and, and I think getting all that footage, and they use that footage in many right. different uh, avenues. So, I don't know the exact specifics of all that, but it is... Uh, it's very interesting. What if you were like the last one to wrestle? You'd have to like sit there, sit around all day. Oh yeah, that's what it's like. That you would stink. And that's it's, like me tomorrow. I don't vlog until six p.m. So I'm here like, man, what am I gonna do till then? What is that? So yeah, what is that? Because you guys were talking about all the games with all of that. Yeah. Too. So now you're kind of like number watching until it's my turn to bowl, and then I gotta post a number. What? So how much time can go by on something like that? Uh, well, there's three squads a day at 8 a.m., 1, and 6. So you're just going to bowl one of those squads. So four hours a day you're going to be bowling. That's a lot of bowling. Yeah. I feel like they kind of, yeah. What do you, do you have a routine that when you're out there to stay warmed up or no? Yeah, I mean, I still work out every morning and do my stretches and whatnot just to get loose. What kind of stretch? DDPY yoga? Like Tabata stuff to get jump in, and I do that just to get the muscles in. That's what I did this morning, like 20 minutes of really? Tabata. And then I brought my resistant bands from home, so 
building up these biceps, you know. Where did you get a, a, the, a find an assault bike at? Assault bike? Is that the Tabata? The Tabata is the... Oh, no, Tabata is like when you do 30 minutes of jumping around and then you bring your heart rate down. They do oh. 30 more seconds. Of, so, okay, that's one just of the programs on the assault off. bike is 20 oh, on, 10 okay. off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, I just I assumed it was... I'm like, where the hell do you have an assault bike <laughs> no, at Texas I do the program on my phone. Just type in whatever I want to do and just work out from my phone. So you're are you big on on like high intensity, like yeah. high the interval training yeah. type? And the yeah. Weight training as well then? Oh, yeah. At my gym, I like to weight train. You can't tell. No, no, you flexed on me right when you came in. I instantly, you, you flexed on me and told me right. how much of a better bowler that you right. were with me, like, Jen. I need to arm wrestle here. Oh, I did see two on there. I'm looking. The Another thing we have in common that I actually was your favorite ice cream, mint chocolate chip as a kid oh, was my yeah. favorite ice cream, and that you actually and you love dogs. Tell me about what what is it about dogs? Because Sophie and Little Guy are really excited oh, for Oh, man. You. I don't know. My Ernie, that's like my baby, so... If I just want to lay and chill, he just wants to lay and chill. If I want to play, he wants to play. He's just like the apple in my eye. He just makes my heart smile. What kind of dog is that? A Yorkie. Oh, He's wow. a little thing. Yeah. How old is he? He'll be nine in August. Really? Yeah. I just, for me, I love animals more than anything. They're, yeah. I love, and people I'm are great. I'm not big on cats because I'm allergic to them, so dogs. Not dogs, though. Just dogs, no. The, yeah, I had a, I'm, I'm closer to dogs definitely as well. I had a bad experience when I was a kid, or not a kid, I was um, watching my first year in pro wrestling, Deep South Wrestling, So, but I was 22, and uh, one of the girls had to go out of town and needed somebody to watch her cat, and I had kind of had a thing for, oh, I'll watch your cat, uh-huh. and, uh, oh, I, I regretted it, Jen. It, the cat just, it would attack me. And just like, and I was never, dogs are so. You can never lo- play with them. Like, what are you going to do with the cat? Can't yeah. take it for a walk. And I'll never forget the worst was one night I was sound asleep and the cat decided that it was going to climb onto the blinds. And so, like, I hear this noise and then the cat must have, like, fell and it, right, I hear this screech and it lands right on my face. Oh, and, like, I like, jump out of bed and just all just disheveled. And it was. Wow. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm a dog guy. Yeah. I actually, I have a goal of, uh, it's on one of my, my goal, my lifetime goal boards is I want to open one of the, uh, I always said the world's largest dog facility where dogs can live happy lives without being put down, which is really ridiculous to how massive this thing would have to be. But like, a, cause here in Vegas, we only have one specialty center as well where like Sophie gets her back, her surgery, but they're so behind on everything over there. And there's not enough, like they need a bigger facility here. And I kind of like always in my head, I was like, I want to have the world's largest dog facility, like boarding Aww. where dogs can live and like they're not adopted, right. where they could be live happy lives and be taken care of, which sounds crazy because I'm thinking, I was like, wow, this would take so much money, but it's always been in my head since I was younger. So that I always like it when I meet a, a dog lover because they're truly like I remember a, when I was like 12 years old I was like when I get older I'm gonna get a little dog and I'm gonna name him Ernie so it's funny that like 10 years later I got this little dog and I named him Ernie I'm like hmm I called that one I don't even know where the name Ernie came from yeah where did it so come I, from? I don't even like Sesame Street Ernie McCracken <laughs> right yes. you were naming dogs <laughs> after Ernie <laughs> the movie Kingpin by the way because I and I have the poster hanging up in here that is that movie like is they the movie The Wrestler is kind of a, is a really good oh, I the one about Paige or <laughs> no the oh. What's his name? Oh, the, the, the older, yeah, it was... Um, blonde-haired guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. His name. Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> the, um, 
that was a really good movie about pro wrestling, about especially back in the day, kind of of how it was. And it's really, uh, it's not the most glamorous lifestyle, even though there's moment in the, when you're performing it is, but like in between and driving and whatnot. That with you two, like when you, are you guys making towns constantly on the road with this too? Making towns? Like, yeah, that's a wrestling term. Sorry, we're making towns, going from city to city. Like uh, get to sightsee or? No, no, like for bowling. For you guys, do you guys like have, because for wrestling, we have to wrestle in five different. Oh, yeah, er, like city. every week we're in a different state. So how is that for you guys? You get to, like, you it's come. It's a lot. It's a lot on your body because I live on the East Coast. I'm always flying to the West Coast, and you have the three-hour ch- time changes to fly back. So I'm always constantly flying back and forth. So it's hard. I hate living out of a suitcase. That's rough, too. So there's a lot that you don't like. Yeah, and so you guys, so, like, for this, this is a longer tournament this week, correct? Right. On that, but so you guys. I just came from California. We drove from Fountain Valley. Yeah, so that's what I was curious about. Like, you have your bowling schedule, and then you're right. working on top of that at home, so you have to right. coordinate everything. Right. Is that is your job pretty flexible, flexible with that? Thank God, yeah. Because your schedule's probably constantly changing. I would imagine. Oh yeah. Like because you're I'm gone. I'm always texting my boss, like, you know, I can't work that Monday. I'm not back yet. <laughs> so, so yeah. or do you do you enjoy? Because like for me, I always enjoyed like driving because I would listen to oh, audiobooks. Oh yeah, I hate flying. Same here. Yeah. It, it's. A, I always I try to explain flying. that. It stresses to me out, and I I don't mind the flying part. I think it's like getting the airport. Am I going to be late? Now I'm delayed. Now I have to wait. Now this. Now that. I don't know why that's TSA, yeah. going yeah. through security. I go to the bathroom. I just wanted to be driving. You want to go to the bathroom? Go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to ask someone, let me out. I would do that with WWE sometimes. We'd give us an option if we wanted a flight, and it would be a short flight or like a longer drive. If it was like, because there were some times where we'd have the drive might be like seven or eight hours, and they're like, do you guys want to make it? But they, if it was over six hours, they would, ha- they'd like, they would offer a flight. And most of the guys would take the flight. I always just took the drive because yeah. I was like, no, nope. because I, I was like, by the time, and they might beat me in by a little bit, but going to the airport, right. waiting, and if there's, and delay. then I'm like, man, what if my like bowling shoes don't show up or my office don't show up? Then I'm screwed. That so. was, do you not that? So that's the a wrestling trick is we always, and this was the, one of the first things I ever learned was don't uh, check your wrestling gear ever. Yeah, I take that. my bowling shoes on the plane with. That's me. what I was gonna. If you bring a bag, because yeah, that's what they always said because. Uh, if you if your bag is lost because it does happen right. and things and then you don't have your wrestling gear but right and then you're not practicing so and, then I'm screwed. But imagine it's the same because you can't you got to use your ball you don't want right. to have to use right. Well, our balls there's a PBA truck that or a PWBA truck. Okay, so we you don't have to carry about, about you all that. Don't need your clothes and there's certain outfits we have to bowl with your name on the back and whatnot. The so you the schedule though just I want because. Are they every single week, or is it where you have like there might be three or four weeks where you're just kind of um, home? And you get they to give us a break because we have a little break after this tournament, and they're giving the month of July off, and then we start back up the end of July. That's not too bad. No. Do you have any? I had this down. Like, very curious. Do you have any pet peeves for bowling? Like, if we were to go go bowling, and we went down to Red Rock, and are there, are there things that you look for that just like agitate the hell out of you? There are. What are some? Let me see. Oh, yeah. So if I'm bowling and I have, like, three old people like like to give each other five after a good shot. I don't know if you know that. What's wrong with that? Which is great. But if okay, I have, like, three to... opens in a row or five opens in a row and people want to give me five, that bothers me. That's my pet peeve. If I have, like, a lot of opens in a row, don't give me five because I feel like punching you in the face, not giving you five. No, that is... So uh... like, that's one of my pet peeves. Don't give me five if I have, like, What's... five opens in a row. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm trying to th- the are you a big are you a big drinker when you're bowling? Uh, of water, but no, not a big uh, drinker. <laughs> are there now? Is that like out there? Is during these tournaments? Is that you're, uh, not, allowed. you're not allowed? No. Oh, that would be great. If Unless they're hiding it in their thermoses, and I don't know about. Has it. there anyone <laughs> ever been caught drinking on the job at a, a tournament, big tournament? That would be not that I know. I'd be the first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put honey jack in everything. Right. I'm like elf with the syrup. Funny. I just honey jack. Do the wrestlers like take a shot before they go out there? Uh, no. So no, I don't. I couldn't oh, tell yeah. you. Yeah, you guys have the drug testing. The drug testing, but the there's. Because it'd be so loud out going, I feel like I would need like three shots to get out there. And be like, hey guys. I yeah. Then I'm trying to think of. I've wrestled now, hungover on tours like wrestling Cena when we did my whole that whole first two years me and Cena right when I turned bad and I was with him for forever we were doing table matches in every city and I just remember there was a lot going on there and I went through like a phase where I was just drinking hardcore because I was angry over a lot too and we were there was one like two week tour I drank every single night of the tour I think me Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal drank every single night of this tour. And I would have to go in the saunas in the morning and just, I would wake up completely hungover and just go in the sauna and like be chugging water and just sweating oh, wow. it all out. And then, but I remember during matches, sweating and burning my eye. I could just, the jack was coming out from my wow. pores. Yeah. I you could perform. Yeah, it was actually some of the best the matches. Because maybe. the nerves were completely just yeah. shot, I feel like. It was, it was like... You feel so bad, and then by the end of it, because you're just sweating so much out there, you feel so much better. Let's do this all over again. I'll have to take notes and take like a shot of Fireball if I ever get nervous on the lane. Hold on, guys. <laughs> run to the restroom real quick. Yeah, no, I didn't know. That was curious. I don't know. There might be wrestlers that I know some of them that like, will smoke before. I have a question about one of the wrestlers. What happened with Ginger Mahal? Like he was. Did you call him Ginger Mahal. Or what's his G- Ginger Mahal. Ginger. <laughs> he like left. No, let's. I let's actually go with Ginger. Ginger <laughs> let's Mahal. Edit that out. The the redheaded <laughs> Maharaja. Can I say my question? So he left for a while. He came back and his physique was like great. How'd that happen? So Jen, is that steroids? I so I got in comments on the because I said made a comment on the show many probably two years ago, and I said because there was some issues with him going on. First of oh, all, Ginger's a great guy. All that. There's a lot. There's I just a, that. I was like, whoa. I can't obviously speak to say uh-huh. what the drug testing up there is very legit. But I will say, uh-huh. I always heard when I was there too, there were loopholes around it uh-huh. on certain things. He looked great. Looks phenomenal. There's and um, but he always was a guy that there's some people that have really insane vascularity. If you look at him like size wise though, his legs are super skinny. He has like uh-huh. stick legs, and this is just. I say that nicely, just like from right. from a muscle standpoint. But he's always had really high vascularity, and when he was gone, he was drinking a lot. Which if he, because his physique looked pretty bad for a bit when he was away from WWE, and then he got his diet on track and everything. But I can't answer what he's doing or not right. doing he or just like. Looks great. But he's always nice had a lot of vascularity. So if he got everything on track, that vast because I remember seeing him back even when he was like had high body fat. He always kind of had like the, the bicep veins and whatnot. <clears throat> so, I think maybe it's WrestleMania where I saw him. He just looked great. Yeah, you know, he looked absolutely insane. But I made a comment before I go because he had there was something going on with his chest, and I go, "You don't get that from drinking protein shakes." Uh-huh. 
And then there was all the headline Ryback says Jinder Mahal's using steroids. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, you oh. wouldn't see that. It's only, and I just see the people that see it and then they attack and they yell. And, but um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I would like to think not. I would hope certainly not. But I mean, he's a professional athlete, so maybe you're just killing it in the gym. I would, I would honestly want to 100% believe that. So, and that's all I will say. I, I hope that anything, because I'm really big on that, because I talked, I did them from 20 to 24. And I ended up doing them because I saw Triple H, my hero, talking about them at a Gold's Gym I worked at, which is why I never want to do that to a kid. And I'm always just very honest. I did them from 20 to 24. That's why I did them. It was an adolescent mindset thing. Everybody in wrestling, and I say everybody, the majority of guys at that time were doing them. It was normal. I never did a lot. And I think it's so important. Like, I learned a very valuable lesson. And when WWE introduced the wellness program, I got busted on it when it first got a thing and I got suspended and I couldn't afford it. My uncle had to wire me money because I was in developmental at the time. And I was like, I learned my lesson the hard way and I was never again. And I've never like, I'm I'm a big advocate though of like TRT testosterone replacement therapy for men. Like as most men have low testosterone by their late twenties, early thirties and just being healthy, not above the normal ranges and things of that nature, which WWE actually does have a therapeutic use ex- uh, exemption, which I was on that. I've been on it since I was 28, where but your levels, you have to be normal on the testing. You can't be over it. If you are, you get, you're popped because you, you're not clearly mm-hmm. following the guidelines on all of that. But there's other sports like UFC where they, they crack down even on that, which is weird to me because it's actually a lot more unhealthy to have a low testosterone. But, um, yeah, as far as there goes, there were some loopholes in the policy from things I was told. But I, for me, like I've always been very honest and told like I've never used them for any of my success outside of that 20 to 24 period. But gender, I certainly hope isn't. So, But his physique isn't as good as it was either. If you've seen him recently, mm-hmm. he's not in quite the shape that he was. But the I was going to ask you too because you were messaging me about an image and you're are you you're big on Facebook? More on Facebook, yeah, than oh, Instagram. What are your thoughts on everything with social media and everything going on? Like, because I ended up changing my entire approach with all of it. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, I mean I'm, I'm like, not do you, big into you, technology, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not there, like. You're with the same the same age where we grew up without it, right? And then with it, yeah. And like this generation is just so growing I'm not, up. With yeah, it. up to date with all the stuff that's going on. So, but like, what do you what do you like about Facebook that is uh, appealing to you? Just I can keep in contact with all my bowling buddies. It's more for friends, just yeah. like that sort of thing. Now, you do have an Instagram as well. Yeah. What are, are you not as... Uh, I just joined in February, so I'm not as busy on it. I was the same way as you. WWE, by last year, I wish I would have got it my first year. I would have had even more people. Right. I didn't get it till my last eight months, and that was because the social media team was like just breathing down my back. They're like, you need to create one of these. And I had a Twitter, and I hated Twitter at the time because of all the negativity. Because I feel like Roman Reigns created something like later on, just <clears> recently, <throat> and I'm surprised he didn't have one. Yeah, well, that's because, especially too, when you're at a at the higher level, the amount of criticism that you get is unreal. It's like anything in life. And the more popular you get, the yeah. the more the more people love I'm you. I'm so quiet, though. I'm like, I'm not going to post anything anyways. But I have it if I need it. Yeah, so, no, but it's, it's a great, like... I, I think you should use it more. I think it would really help you and your brand. Like, cause it's, I've realized right. it's, I, like, I focused on all the negative f- for so long and I was talking about it on this show and it made me, 
made me very depressed with social media because it, it, I was looking at it like it brings out the worst in people and this and that. But then, and I, I read a couple different books, and Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm really big on, I don't know if you've seen him on social media, huge social media influencer, just absolutely doing amazing things, helping people. And he was talking about its importance. And I started just looking at it differently. I was like, I got all these millions of people that like me on here that I'm not really communicating with because I'm focusing on all these people that are, I don't like. Right. And I just shifted my focus and started interacting with the good more and I cut some people out that I had some negative people I felt like around me presence and not bad but just I kind of was like I got to kind of just clear everything out and everything started changing my whole approach to social media Are you on Facebook too or yeah but so Facebook's the one I have it linked to my Instagram oh. but I'm not as Facebook to me is the the one it's not my favorite Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, and it's... I think because I have a fan or an athlete page, so that's why I'm on Facebook more, too, updating my bowling, what's going on, how I'm bowling, did I stink today? That's yeah. Always I'm surprised you don't use Instagram more, though. I think because I don't know how to use it. As well. I'm really... all these cool pictures on the stories, and yeah. I'm just like, how do you guys do all that? So I think I'm just too far behind. No, you're not, though. It's, <laughs> it's actually quite simple, because yeah. in Facebook and Instagram are connected. Facebook owns Instagram, so you could actually link it where you do it, where when you post a picture and whatever you put with it on Instagram, you would upload right to your Facebook because oh. you link the accounts. And But I'm telling you, you would get so many more. Like oh. bowling, you need to do this for bowling, Jen. Right. Not just for you, for bowling. No, I know. A lot we need of bowling to be it. more popular. Oh, yeah. I feel like people would really, with social media now, because like coverage, TV, There's we talked to like, I wish bowling was in arenas and they made mass productions of all of this. Right. You could do that, though, on a smaller scale and reach way more people even than TV with your platform. And I think it would, it would actually, it could increase endorsements because in the more people you have on social media, like, and I just realized this with YouTube. YouTube was the one thing. I completely, oh, the hell with YouTube. I make money from investment. I am just do this podcast for fun for the longest time. And then I, I made a YouTube. I started recording the show. And Gary's always talking about how important YouTube is with everything. And I was like, well, okay, I'm recording it. And I had a guy doing my YouTube, but he didn't know what he was doing. And then finally, in the show, wasn't doing anything on YouTube. And I said, I go, I'm getting, a guy had reached out, a professional, and he goes, I could fix this whole thing for you. And did that, and boom, instantly, everything. And I realized, and this, too, with advertisements, I go, I'm already doing all this work. Why not make money from it as well, too, right. and have everything in place? But what happens is, when you use the different social media platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they all they all have different audiences, but they all kind of intertwine as well, and they all increase right. each other. So I think you should look into that, because yeah. I think it could really, really... I also have to ask you more questions. How yeah. do I do this? No, please. <laughs> it's like, have you thought about doing a podcast? I tell people, like, I, I wish everyone had a podcast. No. Cause like I was, you're saying. I don't even know how you listen to it. My sister's like, "How do you listen to him?" Like, I don't know. I have to ask him. Yeah. We're like totally out of the loop. No, it's 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 one of those things, and like for me, because you said you're introverted, yeah. right? Oh yeah. I am. I too. wish I was extroverted, but I'm not. No, but I feel like you you've done very well, and you you speak well when you're in front of. I feel like you have to. Yeah. I'm the same. Where I was just, I'm so. I was very introverted as a kid. I love being alone. I love listening to books and doing different things. But then I just learned through wrestling when it's time to go, you just right. turn it on and whatnot. But like, have you ever thought like with a, like doing a bowling? Because are there a lot of bowling podcasts? There are a couple out there. Because that would be your your that would be right down your 
Allie. Allie. I'm waiting for that. I know. I was setting you up for that to finish it. Write down your what? That's funny. No, I don't know. I think you, I don't know. I, I would listen to it. Get some bowling tips. Your little bowling tips of the week. Do you have a bowling tip? If you had to give a bowling tip. Stay behind the foul line. That is a pretty good. That is good. I've gone. They follow through towards your bark. Long follow through. Kind of like in golf, you always have a follow through. Baseball, you follow through. Bowling's the same. Follow through. I have a short follow through on that, I noticed, because I'm afraid of always going over the line. Oh, there you go. How do you overcome that fear? You just got to just attack the lane? Just do it. Yeah. Okay, just (laughs) insulting me. I'm just just a horseshit bowler. So, Jen, every, I always like to, to end these interviews with when I have people on, that life advice, because you've done well for yourself, I feel like, and you, you wanted to be a professional bowler, and you have achieved that, and that is a great accomplishment. What is one piece of advice that you've learned in your life that has helped you that you feel would be valuable to the listeners? I would say something that I always follow, dream big, because God doesn't plant big dreams in your heart just to leave you hanging. That's why I try to follow. There's a reason why I want to be a pro bowler. There's a reason why I want to win the tour. There's a reason why I have all these goals. So I just feel like there's a meaning behind them. So I God like put that. these in me, and it's going to happen. So I like that. Big. Positive mental attitude. I yeah. always preach that. That is great advice. Where can everybody follow you? Because we're going to get your social media pages going. That was the one thing I I've a, got from this. On Facebook, I'm more popular on Facebook. I have an athlete page, Jen Higgins, hashtag join Jen. Join Jen. And on Instagram, are you? Jen Higgins, 235. What's the two? Th- is it because your average score? It was, but it was like. I get it. I get it. Let's rub it in. I averaged that. So, yeah, that's where the two. You know what my name on Instagram is? Is the big guy Ryback 22. Because that's my average bowling score, Jen. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming thank on. You. It has been yeah, a pleasure. And we're going to be right back, guys, with the wrestling report after these messages. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers. You can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we are back. We got the Pro Wrestling Report with Pro Wrestling Sheets Ryan Satin back in the house this week. What's going on, buddy? The Big Guys Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin brought to you by Pro Wrestling Sheet. Not much. You know, it's funny. Uh, right before we were going to start recording, you talked about uh, your camera. You you were talking stuff about your camera, and it's and you mentioned uh, the YouTube channel, and I. <laughs> I've done a bunch of these shows now with you, and I assumed the Skype aspect was just like for a technicality so that you and I could see each other. Oh no, I know and, where this is going. 
and didn't realize that like I was on camera. So there are times where like I've been in my pajamas and like, or I've been vaping while Ryback's talking, just assuming that like it, this is just for the audio, you know. And then I saw you promoting the YouTube channel the other day, and I said, "Wait, is he?" Using the video from the show, and I went and clicked, and I was like, oh, my God, that one's in my bedroom, dude. I didn't know. I, I get away from my girl. <laughs> I just assumed you were comfortable. I didn't, I didn't ever, like, I just, I was, I wear comfortable clothes all the time, and, like, you know, your audience and setting. I was like, so I never assumed anything. I thought you always knew. But the good news on that I is. I didn't really think about it, you know. I, I should have. And my girlfriend has asked before. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's just for the audio, you know. Like, because I think she's like walked by or something. I'm like, no, 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 it's just the audio. I don't have to worry about it. And then, and then, yeah, the other day I was at work and I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. So I need to make sure I at least have like a normal shirt on and like there's not bad things in the background. I, <laughs> somebody made a comment I saw that never associate yourself, Ryan, with a guy that doesn't make his bed. It was one of the, you had the bed wasn't made in the background. And I'm thinking that, I, and I honestly, I, I thought to myself, I go, I did kind of think about it for a second. I go, I wonder, but I just always assumed you're just laid back and comfortable. You're helping me out doing the show. So I never really. The bedroom is terrible. I didn't realize. I mean, I only go in the bedroom sometimes because I have three dogs and I'm in a one bedroom apartment. So, and I have a girlfriend who is also, I share the apartment with. So. I, I sometimes go, no, no, you can just stay in the living room. I'll just go in the bedroom and record with Ryback. And had, <laughs> and have, like, really makeshift, like, rig up in front of my bed just because, like, I'm, like, I'm just talking to Ryback. And I went and looked, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that that one specifically, I was like, oh, my God. I'm just, like, my bed behind me. There's a couple of those. My bed's just a mess behind me. It's like in the dark. I look like I'm. Oh man, dude. So I I always assumed. I thought I told you this was for the the YouTube. But the good news is, before we got the professional run, it nobody watched the YouTube channel forever. <laughs> so now, if everyone watching, you want to go back and watch Ryan not knowing that he was on camera with me, with <laughs> just in my bedroom, real chill, like my feet up, like vaping while Ryback's talking about stuff, just real comfortable. Oh, just. <laughs> This makes it so much better now for me. Yeah, that's. I apologize. I, I mean, that's. <laughs> I hate to see when you figure that out. I should have asked. No, I, I should have asked. Um, and I'm glad that you have someone promoting the channel now because that's how I saw it. I <laughs> just... <laughs> well, now that I have that off my chest, I'll get into the. Well, this was my. F I don't. I would definitely not say this is the top story of the week, but it's been my favorite thing of the weekend. So I kind of wanted to talk about it because I want to hear what you think about it. Um, and that is Drake Maverick's twenty four seven title loss at his wedding. To me, uh, this has been so funny. Uh, all this stuff surrounding the twenty four seven championship. Uh, first of all, what have you thought about the twenty four seven championship now that it's been around for a little bit? Uh, I think it's a fun way. I think it, it gives a different element to the show. And I think it uses a lot of the, the different talent in a way to keep them on screen in a way where maybe they wouldn't have been featured as much on the TV show. And with that, the way that that is, I think how long that will, it's entertaining every week. I think as long as they keep trying to find entertaining ways outside of wrestling, it, like that to me is what it gives you like backstage, the element by the attitude era, there was, there was cool backstage things that would happen. I feel like that those moments and with the Stone Cold, the Rock, and all the different they they got away from that a bit during my time there, especially where everything was at the arena more, and it just in the ring, everything was almost in the ring because that was the easy thing to do. 
I think they've started that process of thinking outside the box a little bit again and incorporating these different talents that aren't in the in the main mix necessarily, but putting them uh, in a, on TV in a fun way. And I think the especially like the YouTube and the views that it's getting that's your that's your it's working because it, people yeah, are I, watching it. I, absolutely, I mean the YouTube numbers are great, and I, I agree with you. I think that. Um, some of the chaotic vibe of the uh, from back in the day, like when we were kids, um, has been lost. When you look at the backstage stuff, it was kind of like it seemed much more chill in the backstage area, as opposed to like this this like never know what's gonna happen type vibe of the backstage area. And that's why, yeah, I, that's why I agree. I, I love the twenty four seven title stuff, and I love some of the out of box out of the box ideas that they've used with it. Like uh, I don't think it was this week. I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last week, I believe when they were in the elevator yeah. and they were all stuck in the elevator without that. a ref and they yeah. were just like talking about shit. it was great i loved it that, yeah. was that that was 2 weeks ago two right 2 weeks yeah. ago and, i believe yeah yeah i think so yeah and i honestly i loved it cuz it was just different it's just not what you normally see on raw they were making dumb jokes um, which i guess you do see dumb jokes on raw but you know what i mean it was just different than what you usually see usually written into all the promos <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but this i like that i you know cuz for me you know when i go back and i look at things from the past or even when i watch wwe network i love stuff uh, uh, that that is done out of the arena entirely you know, off-site type stuff. Not yeah. even, like, outside the arena, but, like, off-site type stuff. Like, when they used to go to the APA bar or, yeah. um, you know, or I'll watch, you know, some of the, like, uh, world-class championship wrestling on WWE Network. And they have, like, Von Erich promos where they're just, like, in the trenches at, like, uh, while hunting and mm -hmm. cutting a promo. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, that makes that guy look so cool when he's just sitting there outdoors with a gun, chilling, cutting a promo. You're like, that's badass. I like that. And so I like when there's just different things outside of the arena, and that's why I like some of the stuff they're doing with the 24-7 title. Um, so Drake Maverick won the 24-7 title on Raw this week, and uh, his wedding was this weekend. And and the clip is great. It, it's you see Drake and he's getting married, and you know he's there with his wife, and <laughs> I love that it's at his wedding, but they still like had to produce it up a little bit, so. Braun Strowman was one of his groomsmen, but for this shot, they made Braun Strowman get out of it. So okay. it's just the rest of them. You see EC3 and like Jeremy Borash, and there's no there's no Braun Strowman for some reason. But then, uh, uh, and and they they you know they had a real priest at the wedding or you know someone who was officiating it. And uh, but for some reason, they had like the producer from WWE who who stood in as the preacher, and you're like. Couldn't they have just had the real priest who was there do it? Like, why'd they have to have an actor? For Maybe that? he didn't want to be associated with it. Uh, with oh, that's it. possible. That is, that's the only thing I could think of is he didn't want okay. to, that possibly with that, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's all right. All right. I, good, good, good guess. That, that, that makes sense. I always try to look at things from every point of view. If I yeah, was no, in that sorry. position, I may think it's a little silly. I don't want it on my resume. True. Okay. Fair. Fair. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and uh, and so then uh, you know they they wa they're walking back down the aisle and uh, you know he's got the twenty four seven title on and then it's great like a like a horror movie he gets to the end of the aisle and there's just a referee standing there you see like the shot from behind of the referee and and his face of like no it's my wedding it's my wedding and then he gets rolled up for the one two three and then our truth you know runs out yep. with the title and stuff it's great uh, that video. You mentioned the the views. Uh, it had like 
a million views in like seven hours. Yeah, which is like <laughs> which, that's like top stuff on their for their channel. That's I mean, oh yeah, and that so that too it, it, that might be a thing where like that necessarily in the ratings days that might not help with the ratings on TV, but it could help with the their YouTube and getting these guys attention. And this is a great way character development. It allows guys that aren't getting that on screen time to like Drake Maverick when he if he wasn't cutting promos just coming out with the AOP or whoever, you know, if he's not talking a lot necessarily, you don't really get to know him as great as he is and he's really good I feel like with facials, but you start using him in this element too and like at your wedding like and you get those shots and like that stuff like that's how you get get really over doing that. Oh, yeah. And you don't need to be in the main event to get really over. The Attitude Era was a perfect example of top to bottom. Everybody was over one way or the other. So I have no problem well, I, with this. I mentioned on a, on my show Wrestling Sheet Radio this week that he reminds me a lot of like uh, the 2019 version of Crash Holly for, for the 24-7 title. Yep. Like, you know, everyone remembers all the weird stuff Crash was doing, diving into, you know, ball pits and and carrying around the the weight and saying how 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 uh, how, how he was much bigger than he was yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and you're right. I I think character development is so important, so so important, and it's one of the things that's, in my opinion, lacking in WWE the most right now is character development. Yeah, and I agree. Assume, like these guys are these guys, and they're not going through any arcs. It's just like they're just robotic characters that are kind of going against each other because yeah. they're they're these independent revenue streams and they don't want to affect them in their independent revenue streams. And so they're like, no, that's who that is until that revenue stream is not as valuable anymore. Yep. And then it, but it, but it ceilinged because you didn't let it become cooler than it was. So it's, it's this whole weird thing. Like, it's like, I don't know. Al Snow actually in an interview with Chris Van Vliet, I saw Al always has really great points with wrestling. And he actually made a comment that, he said, he goes, watching today's product, in particularly, I believe, WWE, or maybe just in general, he was just saying, he goes, it's really difficult to sum up uh, the wrestlers, individual wrestlers, like what they're all about in one sentence. He's like, a oh, lot yeah. of, he goes, a lot of them you don't know. And I just remember right then with me, I was like, I, I told, I was like, always hungry, feed me more, easy, kids get it. Like, I thought, I was just like, right instantly, because I, 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 I asked myself, what am I? And I felt I felt like that's what helped me, but I feel like a lot of guys sometimes they don't know what they are because they're not allowed to know what they are. In a, in a way, this will help give them more individual identities, which will raise their value. And they don't have to you don't have to win titles all the time necessarily, and but you just need that character development, and it will they'll see it, it may it'll make the brand much stronger overall. Well, I always hear people talk about how uh, they don't think squash matches are important, and to me, they're like so important yes. because. You know, I honestly believe, and I'm not a wrestler, obviously, but just as a fan, you know, th there's a few things that are very important to me. And, and to me, the reason you got over as quickly as you did is because you focused on those things. And, and, and to me, Thank it's you. like, you know, you know, uh, cool entrance, uh, two sig you know, a signature move and a finishing move. Yep. And, and like a cool catchphrase <laughs> and like, honestly, those are like, to me for a WWE star, yeah. those are like the most important things. And you came out, you showed off your cool entrance, you would squash you know, two guys or whatever, yeah. but you'd show off your cool signature, you know, a couple signature moves and you'd end them with your cool finisher. And then you'd say your cool catchphrase. And that's why I got over. Yeah. And to me, like you said, you were a very easy character to identify like that guy. I know what that guy is. 
that guy, you know, like you just said, you explained it very well. Yeah. And there's a lot of people in the company who I don't feel that way with. Like I can't, you know, I, I can't explain to you what Braun Strowman's character is. I can't explain to you what Seth Rollins' character is in a mm-hmm. short, concise manner. Um, and, and, you know, I think you can with Kofi, and I think that's why he's so over as he is yep. right now, you know? Yep. Uh, you know, fun-loving, inspirational wrestler. Hard-working put, guy that hard never gave up. It's that whole, yep. yeah. You understand he's, it. Yeah, but and that one took time, but you understand it over. Yes. And it's... But it's everybody has their own unique identity, and again, too, this comes about my whole angle for doing a podcast too was showing everyone my personality on every aspect. Because what happens is then for me, if I go back to pro wrestling, when I go back, I now have people that understand me so much better, that understand the Ryback person and character even more, and and it's like I really think doing interviews and just everything you could do. Any little backstage thing they could do to help show personality. And you don't have to be serious all the time. And Kurt Angle was a perfect example. Stone Cold, another example. The Rock. These guys were able to make fun of themselves, be silly. But when you got to kick ass, you kick ass and you turn it on. But just this that character development, man, it's so important. And you hit the nail on the head, too, with a rep. Like, I always said this. I was so blessed because I heard Big Show doing an interview where he said he hated his theme song for the longest time, but even though it's an iconic song, but like theme music is so important. If Stone so Cold important. Steve Austin didn't have that music, I don't, Stone Cold Steve Austin would always be Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that music put it to a whole other, that becomes your identity, your music. That for me is a Hulk talent. Hogan. Yeah. You have to be able to feel the emotion of your character in your theme music. And, Absolutely. And for me, that's when they did my music and they actually, before they redid it, it was just I was bobbing my head up and down because I was feeling it already. Vince had picked it, and I kind of I go, okay, I can get into this. And then they changed it completely, and I I had to listen to it over and over and over and over again in my head. And I started listening to the words and know, knowing the words because I had to feel it when I was coming out subconsciously. It had to be in me to, to I felt like to radiate that I believed that song playing. And every every top star they. It becomes them. That's why I would say, like, if you don't like your music as a talent, you need to speak up on that and you need to go in there and tell them in a very respectful, polite way that, look, I'm not feeling this. If it's something rather than if you don't like your music, I'm because like Eric Rowan, that the, his theme song. Damn, you beat me to it. I yeah. was going to make that joke as soon as you finished. I've told you this already. It's the worst yeah. theme song in the history. No wrestler. No, there's not one character they can come up with that that music should be for. Like that music should be burned to the ground. Just completely <laughs> get, I never want to hear that theme song again. I had to come out to that, Ryan. We, no, we I have my badass theme so song. Bad. And they chose to come out to Eric Rowan, that <laughs> song. And I was so pissed. <laughs> The crowd just sitting there so confused. I couldn't get fired up. I couldn't feel it. And I was so depressed. And it's just like, he's never, that the character. The doesn't get you pumped up? The what? The xylophone yeah. doesn't get you just pumped doesn't up? Doesn't do it for me, man. Doesn't do it. And it didn't, didn't do it for the thousands sitting there either. <laughs> you know, also with Drake Maverick, you know, I also, man, I, I tweeted this right before we were about to start recording. And I, all, I just respect him so much in his dedication because, you know, a guy like him, you know, because of his size and, and all that, I'm sure, you know, his dream of being a WWE wrestler was laughed at for so long. Yeah. And then he was brought up and, and or, you know, he's brought in, he bypassed NXT, which most don't do, but to be, you know, a talking character on 205 Live, you know, a, a, not a wrestler. Yeah. So, but, but, but most people who know him, you know, 
everyone who knows him prior knows that he was a wrestler, you know, that he wrestled, you know, Impact, uh, uh, lots of other companies, that he wrestled for a long time. And so to see, like, that he got to make that happen after him putting in, like, all this work over a title that definitely wasn't created for him, you know, yeah. that, that but he still put in the work to, like, be attached to it and then even went as far as to pitching like hey guys i'm getting married wouldn't it be fun if this happened at my wedding i get pinned at my own wedding and you know vince is like aha that's great pal that's like, good that's good pal. yeah we'll, we'll send a camera guy you know we'll send a referee over there or drake could be the smartest man ever because they could have possibly paid for that entire wedding too that'd be oh if they if he made that happen, God, that'd be... Yeah, oh, tip my cap to him. Genius. Brilliant move. Brilliant. That's, that's the Daniel Bryan move, you know? Daniel Bryan with Rusev total... Rusev, too. Divas. Total, total divas or whatever. <laughs> I went to Rusev's wedding. It was the most amazing thing ever. I was, it was, I was just like, this is like the most magical wedding I've ever been to. And it was all paid for by them, by the total... Yeah, I remember show. that Daniel Bryan one was... Insane. The Dana Bryan and, and Brie Bella one. It was like in the forest. Yeah. And this whole thing. And it was, yeah, that's the, that's the smart way to go for sure. The E route. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to get married, I think I'm going to go back there just to get on that show and get that all paid for. Save, me a, save me a few hundred grand. <laughs> uh, well, actually, speaking of uh, Total Divas, uh, I thought this was an interesting story this week. You know, Nikki Bella recently retired from the ring. And she, uh, this week on uh, The Tonight Show, gave a few more details about the reasons why. Uh, she revealed to Jimmy Fallon that the reason why was because, she basically said she was forced to retire yeah. uh, due to a herniated disc and a brain cyst. That She said uh, that basically she wanted to come back to wrestle for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles with Brie, uh, but test results from her doctors revealed that wouldn't be possible. She said uh, the test results came back, and I herniated the disc above where I had neck surgery. I have all this inflammation around the metal, and then I have a cyst on my brain, so they were like, you're done, no more, you're out. So I didn't get a choice. Um, all this is going to be documented on the next season of Total Bellas, which will air in early 2020, which was also announced this week. But, uh, man, it's just, you know, a couple things on this topic that I wanted to talk about. One is um, the fact that I find it weird that WWE kind of avoids talking about the injuries of the female roster. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, if, if this, if this is a guy. That is a you good point. Find out, you know, uh, I, I've always noticed this. They, they, and it's not to say they never confirm women's injuries, but for the most part, you know, sometimes they'll say, this is a thing that's going on with, with, with the guy wrestlers yeah. and stuff. Female wrestlers, they really tend to just kind of like sweep it under the rug. You know, I know that Nikki last season wanted to talk more about the reason uh, for her retirement when she like announced it on the show. Um, and, and, and I think it was cut to make it sound like she said that it was because she couldn't keep up with the current roster. But then on her podcast that came out after, she went, on the first episode, she was like, no, it was a lot more than that. It was my neck. And she basically said something along the lines of like, I couldn't, I couldn't turn around on any of my opponents anymore and risk them hitting me from behind mm -hmm. because that could have paralyzed me forever. Yeah. Um, and then now she, you know, she kind of laid out the details here. Um, but man, the, the women's thing is weird to me. Cause like I said, I, I think WWE would have talked, usually if it was a guy, they would have talked about that by now. Um, and, and also, um, you know, you work 
with Nikki Bella for a long time, yeah. and, and 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 Bell Twins in general, Bree as well, and very sweet. And and it bothers me that they always have this stigma attached to them that like, oh, they don't care about the wrestling business; they're only in it for themselves. And it's like, you know, a lot of people point to like AJ Lee, and and, and you have a similar thing where people go, oh, Ryback's stupid because of what CM Punk said one yeah. time, and it's like AJ Lee cut a promo where she said like, you know, that you know she talked a lot of shit on the Bella Twins in that one promo, yeah. um, and and Nikki has done. You know, Nikki has given her body for this this sport. You know, yep. she has done a lot for 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 WWE for women's wrestling. Lived and on the road for years and years, and every yeah. every event made the towns for years. And and then years. like retired a long time ago, but wanted to come back and still prove yeah. that she had it. And now she really had. It was forced to retire, and yeah. for some reason, not put in the same category as others who have done that. And that, that frustrates me. Yeah. So the first thing is on the injuries. My, here's my take on it. I think some, because wrestling injuries are so brutal. And just when you talk about Nikki Bella and that injury with her, it just sounds even worse on a woman. Cause I think it's the way society to how we view women and that when you hear these brutal injuries and on a female body, you're like, Ooh, that's not, they shouldn't be, you know what I mean? That sounds bad. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. may, it kind of brings maybe more negative attention to the sport of the, the real-life injuries that do go on. And the women are doing all the same things that the men are. And typically, men are usually heavier, bulkier. They're, the female bodies tend are leaner. They're, they're not built like men. So when yeah. you picture, I feel like, these injuries on a woman, they just they, they are worse, essentially, just from that stand, from a physical standpoint. So that could be trying to play kind of looking at this with that maybe just that something they're doing so that the company doesn't look as bad with the the brutality of the sport sort of thing possibly I don't know that's just one way of But look- I feel like people don't look at UFC like that even <clears throat> those women get injured and they're yeah. really hurt and then they go like man those are some badass ladies No you know? I agree with you I think you and do you expose think- it because it makes them yeah. look yeah then you see these are these women are just as tough as the men like you know these women that you think are these like dainty little women like they're Badass! Like, look at Dana Brooke this week when she went and got face first into the fucking turnbuckle and yeah. then got covered in blood. But it comes back to it again when once the wrestlers' contracts are up and the WWE's hands are clean of not taking care of them anymore, and then you talk of these women that has you know if Nikki Bella had chose to leave WWE and wasn't under contract, she would have had to cover all her next stuff if she wasn't under contract because once your contract's done. So that's the other thing too. I feel like they just don't want to bring attention to it with injuries with the women. Maybe and that point. could just be one. I don't agree with it. I think you. you no, need, but that makes that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Just just from an insider's that that's kind of how I'm I'm looking at it. But it's unfortunate and people do this. And and again, this isn't on like so. Nikki Bella has more fans than any of the hardcore female independent wrestlers that they are known worldwide. So when, when you're that big, it again it kind of opens you up. The more love that you get, the more hate that you get. And people will they, they look for anything right and the negative to to kind of latch on to. And the easy thing to say is, well, she's not like these other girls that were this, but she's been in the WWE system. She was in the developmental system. They got called up. They got called up in a different period, and they were they were not necessarily the wrestlers they are today or were at the end that they were in the beginning. And they grew on screen because they got called up very young. A lot happens to a lot of people that get called up and you grow and you get better, but they applied themselves and they worked very, very hard and, and they got over and then, but they lived on the road. They did the five days a week, the week tours, they did everything. They, they, they've competed more than any independent wrestler and done a heavier schedule for years. 
yeah, they made a lot of money doing it, and it, but they 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 earned it, and that's what how that comes. They reached a level of success for women in the sport in wrestling in general, to where they just you're gonna have hate from anybody because they had success, and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna look well. They're not they can't do this, and they've gone in there and they've competed with a lot of the girls, and they they've had good matches, and whatnot. So I think it's just. It's thank God she's okay. She's I think it's great she doesn't come back and not sacrifice her health because it's not worth yeah. it. She's done yeah. what, what she needs to do. You're always going to want more and whatnot, but be grateful for everything. She had a great career. She won championships, and now she can move on to the next phase of her life, and, and I'm, I'm happy for her, and it's better, just better that way. And I always hate when there's like, um, you know, it's like there, it feels like she gets – They've gotten hate for the show almost, you know, for Total Divas Absolutely. and Total Bellas. And it's like, you know, that show has brought in so many viewers to the WWE product. New female fans. New female fans. <clears throat> like, which is awesome. Like, that's yeah. so cool. Like, I had new writers. that I had writers that were females that wrote for my site. Both of them were like, oh, I started watching wrestling because of Total Divas. Yeah. Like, I started watching Total Divas, and then I became a huge wrestling fan. I was like, that's so cool. And, like, you don't have to have known every wrestler. Great. Like, I, welcoming. Cool. Come on. Come on in. Yeah. You know, type thing. And I love it. You know? And so um, I just – I feel like they should be championed more than they than they are. I feel like a lot of times people are, like, just haters. And I, I guess that's for a lot of people. But, yeah, I just it, – it does frustrate me sometimes to see how much hate they get when I know how much work they've put in. And – I know how many women, how many female wrestlers, those indie wrestlers that you're referring to, how many of them are influenced by the Bella Twins, yeah. who are, you know, and the Bella Twins have influenced women in WWE to see that they can start a business or another idea that helps them for when this happens, yep. you know. So um, yeah, you just got to focus on the good, like I said, the, the, the bad, and that, it, yeah, it, it's only that the small percentage on the and online, and they all they find each other and they get really loud. But like I said. The Bella Twins have millions of fans worldwide, and they're just focusing on them, and they, they're not going to worry about because that stuff exists for everyone. Conor McGregor is—he has—he gets as much hate as anybody, but he gets as much love. He inspires a lot of people, and it's the higher you get, the more you—that you, that haters circle gets a little bigger with the the bigger you get. So I just feel like even his haters, though, and I'll I'll move on after this, but I I feel like even his haters wouldn't say Conor McGregor is not a real fighter. You oh, know? I've seen some ridiculous things. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm a big sports guy. So. Yeah, the, the MMA ones could be – they could be worse than the pro wrestling fans at times. <laughs> okay. Get, and those guys right. are getting going out there getting slaughtered. And it's like you can be undefeated and you lose one fight. Those fans turn on you right away. <laughs> I knew he was a pussy. He sucks. Get He doesn't deserve to be in there. You're just like I can't, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, what you, uh, what you think about AEW selling out and or all out selling out in 15 minutes? Yeah, good. man, it was uh, unbelievable. I think it's. Uh, I'm gonna try. I want to get Khan on here, Tony Khan, eventually. Ask him some good questions about the television aspect of things. Eventually, on here, he. Uh, I'm excited for all of them. I talked with Raj about that last week. Actually, I think I'm really, really personally invested in seeing the television product and the, the ratings that for me is, is very important for me as a pro wrestler, knowing that and knowing, you know, when I'm ready to come back to wrestling that where I put my energy and decide like I, I'm, that's very important in looking the, the business aspect of this thing, but so far so good with everything they've done. Yeah, I uh, I listened to Tony Khan on uh, Stone Cold's podcast, and 
Stone Cold podcast came back this week. Ugh, that's another story. I got myself in trouble with Stone Cold this week. And, oh, really? Uh, Texas was, Rattlesnake doesn't like you? No, no. Me and Texas Rattlesnake are very cool. No, 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 no. no. I, I, he's like the reason. He put me on the map after I left TMZ by putting me on his show okay. when, I, when I first launched my site. I love Steve, yeah. he's Me too. He is the man. I, oh, no. I f***ed up. I, I was... I was listening to the interview, and honestly, it was just so cool because, one, I missed Stone Cold having his podcast, yeah. one of my favorite shows. Yep. And two, it was cool because he was reviewing Double or Nothing with Tony Khan. Okay. It was like him and Tony discussing Double or Nothing and Steve giving like his, his, feedback. his feedback to Tony, which was awesome. Like, to, you know, to hear Stone Cold and what he thinks about everything. He has is a great awesome. wrestling mind. That's what Great it, wrestling yeah. mind. But he was genuinely excited about a lot of it. You know, like he was like, you could hear it in his voice. Like, oh, I was on the edge of my seat and I loved this and this was awesome. And it was like so much excitement from Stone Cold. And I was driving and I wasn't thinking about it. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, you guys got to go listen to Stone Cold's podcast. It's back. It's so cool to hear him marking out about Double or Nothing with Tony Khan. Oh, no. Yeah. See, yeah, if you guys are just listening to the audio, Ryback's face just when I said that gave me the look of like, oh no, you know. Like, yeah, I can just, I see exactly what just happened, and it was yeah. yeah. Oh no! How, so, <laughs> I I I uh, I just wrote it like, oh yeah, and then Stone Cold responded to me. I'll pull it up. He said, he said, uh, I'm so excited to hear this. <laughs> he didn't get too mad at me, but he said, uh, correction. Uh, where is it? Maybe hopefully deleted it already. He didn't. I'm guessing he didn't, but <laughs> <laughs> Steve doesn't strike me as the type to tweet and delete. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> That's why I know he didn't. Oh, here we go. He said, correction, speaking with knowledge, interest, and passion is a whole different thing than marking out. And I was just like, oh, f like, oh no, like I didn't mean to say it like in a bad way. Like it's just like I that's how I think about it when I'm like excitedly talking about wrestling. So I had to write him back like instantly apologizing or whatever. And it's he okay. Like, now, the way you even said it, I could see when you were just saying it, like you weren't even No, I really yeah. I said I literally I said uh, yeah, I wasn't. I really wasn't. I, I wasn't saying it in like a in a in a I wasn't calling Steve Austin a mark, obviously. Yeah. That's you know, I, I was, <laughs> Never. That's not a can of whoop ass you want to open, Ryan Satin. Hell no. Oh my God. No. God no. And so, like, yeah, no, I instantly apologize. Like, nope, you're right. My apologies. All the respect in the world. Like, didn't mean it in that way whatsoever. Like, you should do 365 days of apologies to Stone Cold. Just a whole <laughs> year of you just kissing Steve's ass on social media now, Ryan. Really make he's you got to really work your way back up the rankings here for Steve. This is. <laughs> I know, like just, great. Ever getting invited back just, on that? Just a compliment every day to Stone Cold Steve Austin on your Twitter feed. I would look forward to that every every day. Just a random <laughs> no, compliment. I texted him and I was just like, I hope you understand. I really didn't mean that. He was like, and he just laughed. He was yeah, like, no, 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 he gave good. the response. He wasn't. You could tell he's just just yeah, explaining no, he, it. He likes me. We, we're friendly, but I was just like, right when I right when I got that response, I was just like, oh, oh no, oh no, what have I done? What have I done, Ryan? You're gonna get a Stone Cold stunner. That's but, just like, yeah, you, you drop the beer in the ring, you got to take a stunner. It's just no hard feelings. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was like. Um, but on the show, they were talking a little bit more about the TV show, and they did say that uh, Tony did say that they're gonna be. Each, they're going to be traveling the country. That it's going to be. It's not going to be from one location okay. like Impact. It's going to be a traveling show, uh, live for two hours every week. 
Um, and apparently, I haven't had a chance to look this up, but um, in a in a little bit of an update on the TV front, they uh, apparently they 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 trademarked this month uh, Wednesday night Dynamite now. Okay. So so instead of Tuesday night Dynamite like they had trademarked before, which would seem to indicate that it's going to be on Wednesday night. If that goes if I were them, I would trademark every night of the week and really throw play chess with WWE on this because the trademarks aren't that ridiculous. For Tony Khan, the trademarks aren't that expensive. They're a no. write off. And I've, yeah, I've got a lot trademarked. And, candles in. It's not hard at all. Yeah. And I'm with you. I honestly think, because from what I've heard, there's been renewed talk on the NXT front going to Fox Sports 1. Mm-hmm. And so I, this is the longest game of chicken, and I'm loving watching it, of just, like, watching which one's going to announce which first. Like, they're both waiting. Yeah. I, I think – I think AEW has to choose Wednesday regardless from just what everyone – I don't watch sports, but from what everyone has said in regards to like basketball and some of the other deals that TNT already has in place, it seems like Wednesday night makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, and that's already when NXT is on the air. So I could see Triple H just flexing that muscle and going Wednesday night NXT. Do you think – let me just hypothetical question here. They, they get their own night in Elvis and – Say a year, two years in, their ratings are are really strong on that show. Say comparable to WWE. Do you think they would then go? You know what? Let's go head to head. Do you think they ever make that decision, or they're not even worried about that right now? I feel like they're not. It would really depend on how good the ratings are. Yeah, I think it would really depend I on agree. how good the ratings. Because if the ratings are like really good, and that's personal too, when you make that move, that yeah. that makes it a whole different level of. Uh, because on another night, multiple companies can exist, I feel like. Yes. When you yes. decide to, to, you know, point the gun directly at them and then it's – but that's why I kind of – I was like, if they get their – build up that roster, get that firepower ready to go, I don't know. I, I, Impact tried that, but they didn't have the firepower. They didn't have the ratings behind them. Yeah. They just had Hulk Hogan, and yeah. Hulk Hogan wasn't going to beat – He w- wasn't an active is what he was. No. Yeah, it's no. – uh, you know, Hulk Hogan as a GM isn't going to be the thing that like makes them. Oh, I gotta watch that instead. Yeah. You know, and and so you know they tried and they quickly tucked their tail behind their legs and just you know went you know. What were the ratings for that, anyways? Did they even? They weren't good. I remember they weren't good Not at good, all. Yeah. But also, like, here's the thing. I think Ryback, you know, is that the difference, and you and I, you know, you and I think that way because we grew up in the attitude era, and you go, oh, head to head. You know, yeah, you fucking head to head. Yep. But at the same time, it's just so different. Like it's not head to head anymore because, yes, head to head technically, but like with the, everyone's got DVR that has a TV. Like, yeah. well, I, there's really no I, need to necessarily do it. No need to. Yeah. You know, like I can. I don't have to choose. I'll literally just watch one and then go watch the other. And then at that point, then you're just shooting yourself in the foot social media wise and coverage wise. Cause you go like, you divide well, it by making- two, no matter what that we don't have you know, to. Yeah. And you don't have to when like, just give someone another option on a Wednesday night. That's better, you yep. know? And so um, that's kind of how I look at it. I go like, I agree with that. DVR, I just don't think you need to, you know? And I think that's why they move their, why they have their, their events on Saturday yeah. um, and Sunday, uh, because they look at it as like, Oh, if we ever have a pay-per-view the same weekend, we're going to be like, follow that. Because down the line, that's how they, I'm guessing they're going to look at it. It's like, one of these days, we're going to have a pay-per-view on the same weekend, and we're going to be first. And yeah. we're going to say, follow that. And that but so. WWE, too, that might be what we talked about with them putting their, the NXT show. That's really, that's one of their, the, that's a different strategy on their part. 
possibly to try to take away views from the AEW just to make it a little harder on them if they do that, where AEW doesn't need to go that route with them necessarily right now. But WWE... That's how I look at it. Yeah. That's, that's why I think WWE is waiting to hear what day yep. and, or, uh, they're going to be on because, yes, I, absolutely. AEW doesn't need to do that. Like, they should no. try and get their own thing. Just focus However, on themselves, yeah. NXT 100% has every incentive to put their C brand on the same day and make people just to make. Yeah. Just yep. to, just to affect their, their rival because they've got 20 brands now. You yeah. Know? yeah. And they can afford to do it. They can, it doesn't, 100%. and it's their developmental brand. So if it doesn't draw as well, it's their developmental brand anyways. So they've yeah. Got 200 people in this performance center, they could very, very easily add an extra, they, they could easily add, they could easily make NXT two hours, put it on Wednesday night opposite uh, AEW's TV show, and still have a show for an hour of NXT stars on the network yep. that's just their developmental guys, and it'd be no problem. Like, they have so much talent. They have so much, uh, re- so many resources. resources like, yeah. They, like you said, they would lose absolutely nothing by it. So, yes, I agree with you 100% that I feel like that AEW shouldn't, but I could see Triple H being like, "Well, let me pull off. Let me let me fire off this gun. Like yep. I've been I've been cultivating this for years down here. Like I'll I'll, I'll shoot them down. I'll 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 smash their throne real quick. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. No. It's I'm looking forward to all this. I think it's 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 truly truly this is a cool period for fans yeah. and for wrestlers. Hell yeah! No, I can't wait for October to come. I'm like I'm pumped because it's just going to be interesting to see like. You know, we've had God. What's let's? They announced it in January. You know, so by that time, it'll be a long <laughs> October. It'll be a long time by that. So I mean, like, it's going to be interesting to see them put their money where their mouth is. You know, in that interview that Tony Khan did with Stone Cold, he was basically saying he was kind of saying that there's it. It didn't sound to me like there's going to be a lot of backstage stuff yeah. on the show. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a much more serious approach that. Um, everything you're going to see is much more around the ring. Kind of like you were saying, you know, that like, you know, less backstage for WWE stuff and more of like, just let, I guess not WWE, but, but, but less backstage stuff. So interviews around the ring, um, segments around the ring. Uh, and then the main focus will be the top four titles, which he said yeah. will be the, the, the men and women's world titles and the men and women's <clears throat> tag titles. So this is what I'm, this is why I want to see how their ratings do. I want to see, I because I so I I think it's it's good they're cause they're going to take a different business approach to this. I'm curious to see if they go the opposite way of WWE from the entertainment standpoint a little more so and really really go from like they said. Here's here's my thing. I look at it when they talk about the bell to bell. The WWE has the best talent in the world still wrestlers. The major, I'm telling you, it's it's a whole other level. And the bell to bell is now the bell to bell is heavily edited at times as far as um, from, from backstage producers and the, the A to Z sometimes that happens there. So if they're allowing talent to be more free on the bell to bell, that's a little different and whatnot. But I just want to see how the ratings do and see. I, I believe casual viewers don't tune into fake fighting to watch fake fighting moves. I just don't see it like I, I know this is from my experience talking to people and I think the ratings reflect that as well with how WWE's product has kind of changed a little bit. I think people are drawn to larger than life superstars and I think you need a balance personally. 
And I think that's what made wrestling so great at the highest levels, ratings-wise, is having balance. But I appreciate wanting to take a different approach to it, and I think you have to. That's You have to take chances in life. And I think they're smart enough to realize if they do this and they give it six months or a year, and ratings are kind of just the hardcore audience still, if they're making money and they're happy with that, then that's that's their business decision. But I'm just curious to see what that is on a on a grand scale with ratings and how the company, the TV stations react to it and whatnot. Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it maybe it does better ratings. I don't know. <clears throat> Very possible. I just sometimes think that with the casual people how and listening to them talk, I try to look at it from their point of view and you know, it's like you said, the the entrance, the music, the the character development, the the talking. Again, Stone Cold the Rock Hulk Hogan. Larger than life personas that it because it was never about the actual wrestling moves. Because I think there's a cap on the actual wrestling moves on how mm-hmm. and you see that over and over and over again. Dr. Tom Pritchard used to always say this, it's like two elephants. First time you see two elephants, really cool. You're like, oh man, wow, look at the look at the size of those things. And it's then you they bring two more elephants in the room and they start. You're like, okay, two different elephants, cool. Kind of, <laughs> you know. Then they bring in the third round of elephants. Now you're looking at your watch. You're kind of getting a little bored. You've seen it now a couple times. The third <laughs> group of elephants come in. You just you got to piss. I like you. <laughs> That was always a great analogy to me, and it's hilarious. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, yeah. That you need that the mixture of everything. For me as a pro wrestling fan, but they have a different strategy, and I want to see it. And maybe they have different ways of the character development, and I just want to see how the ratings reflect all of that over time. I, I'm the same way. I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. That to me, you know, I like watching wrestling matches. However, me too. Um, to me. I love watching wrestling matches when there's like a cool story behind it that I'm so invested in that yeah. like I want to see these guys wrestle and tell the end of that story or another chapter of that story in the ring. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you uh, in, in terms of like I'm very interested to see what it actually looks like because me, you know, I grew up having a dad who was a television producer, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so to, for, to me, and I grew up, you know, working in the television industry, you know, prior to working in news. So, um, the visual stuff to me is very important. You know, that's why I, when I found out that I was on the YouTube channel, uh, I was like, Oh, so, <laughs> you know, the, the video element to me is very important. And so, um, I very much, uh, you know, they've talked a big game and I'm interested to see if they can back it up with something that's, that is game changing. Yeah. That, that is different. That is TV is a different ball game than doing the individual. Different. And that again, they're, they've they're home runs so far on everything. Every just, event home run for yeah. sure, for sure. Yep. But to me, one pay per view is a lot different than four weeks of television on a two hour live yep. television show. And and luckily, there are multiple people in that company now who have experience doing that. Yep. But there's probably even more who don't. And so I'm very, very interested to see uh, how it looks and how successful it is. I, I'm completely – I'm with you on that. I'm like – that's why I'm so created, uh, so interested in the creation of the company itself because of all the things they're saying and, and doing. Um, uh, that stuff fascinates me. Like I'd, I want to read a book one day on yeah. everything that happens behind the scenes. You know? I think so, too, my, I just look at it you know, like because I love, I love wrestling. Like I, and again, and this isn't – 
the the technical aspect, like all that stuff fits in at the right time in the right place and doing in the better wrestler that you are, just the better. Everyone should want to be as good of a wrestler as possible for their character and for how they wrestle and their brand and whatnot. But I always just look at it from the, I don't know, like the, if you just take the pro wrestling aspect in the ring and you take away kind of psychology, kind of how some of it's done and like you just, it just turns into a back and forth move set thing. I, that to me is, I don't, and you treat it like as a sport, kind of like a fight. You're never going to be, it's never going to be fighting. And it's only so, you know what I mean? It's just a different, that, so I don't know. That's why I want, I want, I truly want to see, because if they've tapped into something that we didn't know could be so big, maybe it's like, well, this is the next evolution of wrestling to the higher level then, and maybe it is, I don't know, but I, I, I want to see it hasn't been so far, but they have a different approach kind of do it. And so we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then lastly, the one last thing I want to talk to you about, uh, is these, these interviews that, that I listened to this week that I found interesting in the wake of all the John Moxley interviews, interviews that you've been doing, um, as well. Is, are, are these interviews that Drew McIntyre and Road Dog did this week? Uh, now, I have respect for both these guys. I think they're both very talented dudes, uh, especially – actually, I wouldn't put one over the other. I think Drew McIntyre is great. I think Road Dog is yeah. great. Um, but I found it interesting that you know Drew McIntyre was doing uh, – sorry, that, that Moxley was doing these interviews talking about how you, know, you have to read every single word verbatim and you've said similar things yep. and – and, um, you know, both of these two guys went and did interviews this week where they were kind of saying uh, the opposite of that. They were saying that they, you know, Drew McIntyre was saying that he Before we just say interview. this, though, both guys, though, are in, uh, under contract to WWE. And both guys they were doing the interviews with were also are also uh, WWE adjacent in some way. Xbox. I think it's just important to, to clarify that right off the bat. Totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, and Sam Roberts, who does the pre-shows. Who works for WWE as well. Works for WWE. Yep. Uh, and then uh, X-Pac, who's under a Legends contract. Getting paid uh, by WWE. Yes. Yeah, this was from the Performance Center. They, they in did a WWE <laughs> owned facility. Okay. <laughs> I just like to know all the facts, Ryan, before yeah, I... Yeah, okay. Totally. Totally, totally. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it because I know that you kind of feel the same way. You know, you're on the you and Moxley uh, are saying much different things. So I, I free thinkers, Ryan. We were in tune with our inner selves. Exactly. I so, still love WWE guys. I just talk openly about everything. So that's what you you still watch it. I still watch it. I have friends there. Yeah. 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 Um. So okay. So so Drew was talking about how he injects his own words into his promos. Uh, and he said, as much as everybody reads online that you're handed these scripts and you have to say everything verbatim, word for word, and you've got you've got no say in who you are, that's not really true. And then he said, everything I'm given, I assure you, comes on the screen, especially promos, etc., is not exactly what was on the script. It's up to me to figure out how I put Drew Galloway in that. How, I'm, uh, how am I going to make this real to me? Even if it's something that is obviously completely a story, i got to find something real, something I can latch on to, because if I don't latch on to it and don't believe it, the audience doesn't believe it. Uh, what do you think about him saying all that? No, Drew's done. So ever since Drew's come back, he's it goes into the. I like Drew a lot. I've known him for a long time. So and again, we've talked about this. When you do interviews for WWE, when you work there, when you do media things, you say good things because if you don't, your push can come to an abrupt end. So that is always on the line. 
Now, do I think Drew is necessarily lying? No, I do not. But he, those promos, if he, but he's not in the, they're not, they're going out of their way to use him in a favorable position. And they have been since he's come back, essentially. Now, and Drew talked about how before when he wasn't being, to me, this is, this is a huge character flaw that when he wasn't being booked well, he gave up the first time around and threw the, the towel in the bag, essentially, started drinking, partying. When I got used badly my, when I was there in the Rybaxel, I worked out harder. I applied myself more, did more backstage interviews. I didn't f- give up, okay? I get it. And I'm not saying Drew, like, he came back, though, and he worked very, very hard to come back. But he's now towing the company line on any interview he ever does. And where he talks about the, his booking the first time, it was creative. He just got really creative after a while. And you have to go out and do that. Do you think the whole 3MB stuff, when he did all of that, he was just going out and following directions. He was made to look like a fool a lot of times or, or not in a strong position. <clears throat> so he didn't have much say in all of that. <laughs> I guarantee, I, I know for a fact he didn't want to be doing any of that. I saw his in the, well in this interview he kind of you know he doesn't specifically mention himself necessarily but yeah. he does kind of say it does seem like he is speaking from the the mindset of someone who who was in a creative rut and did do what you just said about you yeah. know kind of about about his past yep. and I've instead heard him say in, instead of doing what you were just talking about, and that's just continually putting in the work and doing what you can to change it from the inside as opposed to trying to get out to go do it and have to be 100% all on you. And so he was kind of saying like – he because he, he does talk later in the episode about people who were uh, venting their frustrations publicly and how frustrated it makes him because yeah. he feels like that instead of doing that – I agree with that. working harder while still there. I agree with um, that 100%. That, and that's, he's right on that. That I because p- venting publicly, I, you go in there and talk to them, get the stuff. But he's also done that, I'm sure, that first time around. So the true test would be then take away Drew's push. Let's job him out every week again. Let's not give him any promos and let's see if he keeps the same attitude because he showed yeah. already once that he didn't. That to me yeah. is he's getting a push and he's making more money right now. So he has every incentive to say the right thing. It is easier for him to say that right now yeah. because he and is. This is I'm just giving you both sides of the fence. Too. A true man's totally. character is when you're down, and I always said that. And that to me, that's what I would like to see. If he's, if that you are that, if that is your truth now, which it very well may be, well, let's take that away and let's see. Let's see if you're still all about that two years from now. Cut your money a quarter to what it is right now. Put you on just your downside. You're on the road traveling. You don't have any say on your promos. You don't have hardly any promos. You're coming out on superstars without an entrance. And then you're sitting in catering for, you know, a couple months and then we'll randomly throw you on TV to have you put over the new guy and let's see if that interview is still the same because it wasn't the first time around. Now everything's good and I get it. He's, he's doing what he has to do. I always just appreciate just being real no matter what, whenever, whenever you can. And Drew, I think he may be given more freedom right now on certain words, but I know for a fact, and, and Dean's not lying. Dean didn't lie about anything. I've never yeah. lied about anything. There are times when, depending on where you're sitting with them, where they, if they don't want you to get over, Drew's promos also aren't cutting edge where he's going out there cutting Stone Cold Steve Austin promos right now. Yeah. He's doing, he's reading what they're giving him within the guidelines 
to go, yeah. and that's what everybody is doing. Now, yeah. we've always, you're allowed to change certain words here and there as long as it's pretty much that promo still. Yeah. But, and guys do have insight where you can go to the writer, but there's also times where they go, nope, you read that word for word, and Vince says that. That happens, and that happens on some of his promos that we see, is you're told to read that. So he may be just kind of giving another, it's no, it's, we're not saying it's that 100% of the time, but it is for some people 100% of the time. Well, so that's what that's kind of what Rodog touched upon, okay. you know. Uh, so in Rodog's interview, when he was talking, it wasn't an interview because it's just him and Xbox kind of shooting the shit for forty five minutes or whatever. But you know, while they're talking, uh, Xbox co-host uh, Denise brings up, you know, this talk that's been going on lately is scripted promos because of Moxley's interviews that he's been doing, and you know, obviously the stuff that you've been saying as well. Um, and so um, he also said the same thing. He said like. No, you know, not everyone is forced to read the script verbatim. Um, he and he kind of pointed to Daniel Bryan as being one of the people who, you know, if they were to bring Daniel Bryan a script, he at this point has been trusted enough to not have to read the whole script. They can just take bullet points to him, yep. and they can trust that he's someone who um, can take those bullet points and 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 hit them all in the appropriate manner that they need to make happen. And and he was saying the same thing that you just kind of said that. In order to get to that, you have to be at a trusted level. You have to be yeah. at a certain. You have to have attained a certain level to to be trusted to only be given bullet points. Um, but he also said that he believes that wrestlers perpetuating the notion that you have to read every script verbatim are the ones who were forced to do that because internally they were perceived as not good at cutting promos. Um, and so that's maybe why he thinks there's like a difference between people. What do they have to lose at that's by letting guys go out and cut their own promos? The product already for according to a lot of fans that's how guys go out and get really over and i could tell you from personal experience i can cut great promos and i can but i can't when i have to read i read and that when there's no feeling and going off script and getting huge reactions and then getting yelled at for going and then reading verbatim Dolph ziggler is another one at times where they make him just read and read and read and read and it just but they do it to everybody and it's a way to control everybody that's their way that's wwe's way to sometimes just kind of putting out a believable thing to put it on the talent that nobody can be trusted. Well, that's the problem with the wrestling business is they're not trusting the wrestlers anymore. So nobody's allowed to go out there and get over. I can, I can argue with these guys all day long and put them in their place. I love them. I love road dog and all that, but these guys for pro wrestlers, we're all creative. We all can go out there and go get ourselves over if we're allowed. And a lot of the guys there can, that's just their way to control everything. My personal yeah. opinion. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I I thought that was an interesting thing when he said that the 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 perpetuating the notion that you know that people who can't cut promos basically, and I was thinking, why are they getting called up then? They, they go well, through developmental like, promo practice, you, and is that saying that John Moxley or Dean Ambrose can't cut promos? Exactly, because literally everybody right knows he can. Yep, you know, like uh, that's what confused me the most. That was that was the number one where I was like, wait, I saw his first promo. That he did on his own after he left the and it was great. So yeah. I, that doesn't really hold water to me. You know? And again, it comes down to okay, if that is your okay, we all can't cut promos. This generation just can't talk. Okay, none of us can talk. Do we think writing promos about priests raping boys is necessarily the right way to go? Like, because I had to go read that out there for for the match with Kalisto. Like, let's do a better job then at writing some better stuff, guys. If that's what if we, I, I agree with you too. Than the fact that like. You know, you, you mentioned right here that, you know, you can cut a promo, but, like, you're not as good at, like, reading a, someone else's promo. And 
And I, I do think that that's the issue is that a lot of times when I'm like watching WWE, I can see in their face that they're trying to remember stuff. It's all you're doing you is know? trying to remember your lines and you know you got to yeah. stay on it. And and like the and, and you know the sign of a great actor is when they, you, you can't tell they're remembering lines, you know? But that's like something that people go to acting school yeah. for and it's like it's a craft that is not easy to do. No, like, but by the way, though, all the talent – so here's the other problem with that is people – talent aren't being given handed scripts until right before the show. Where you totally. got and you got to focus on a match and then you get a promo. Well, you, get, was, you don't I, have time I, to actually absorb it. I had promos change day in and day out. Where I during that main event scene, I remember the one with Mick Foley in London. I had to do when I turned heel. It was this huge back pages of interaction. I got handed that so late. I saw Mick in a hallway, frantically trying to go over it. Not frantically. I should, but. We all got handed it so last minute, and I got it this face-to-face main event interview in the ring, go arguing with them, and you got to know each other's points and when to cut each other off, and like, you can't even, a lot of that, I just, you got to free ball it on some, because you don't have the time, but that's what's happening is, it's well, a time thing, you don't have the time to process it and get it in your head where you could say it comfortably. And also, like, okay, so I, you know, I'm obviously not an actor, however, like, I did, want to become an actor growing up and I went to a respected acting school that yeah. like trained a bunch of respected actors that are popular to this day and stuff and you know two pages in a script they first of all that gets taken forever to shoot that in like a movie yeah. or a TV show there's like a hundred takes that and also those those actors are doing in for the good ones are doing like intensive notes all over the pages like you know blocking and so that they rehearse they they it takes just two pages is a long time to shoot like it's a whole thing and so you know they and and you know even when they get script changes they then have a hundred takes with that script change so they at least get to like feel it and and not going live on one take and and there are so many moments throughout wrestling history that weren't scripted out that were like just go do your thing because you're two energy you're two charismatic guys yeah. who people want to see fight anyways go do your thing because you're a pro wrestler and so like i get it that like they want this to be a scripted tv show and that that's what this is now but like man like that's hard that's really really hard and people go to acting school for years to get good at that absolutely it's just another like it again it turns into who can memorize and read their lines better nobody but people don't like it the feedback is people don't like it and that's where I look at it. I was like, well, that's why you got to adjust. The system's not working from a, for, for pro wrestlers on that. But it's a way for the company. Again, we've talked about everything. It fits into perfect accordance with everything they're doing from a branding perspective with the WWE and kind of just keep everything all the same level. So It's also one of the reasons I hate the what chant because it's not fair. It's not like you're what chanting <clears throat> someone to like get them off their game, off of like being charismatic. You're literally getting them off the game. They're trying to remember something. They're trying yeah. to remember lines, and you're you're like you're making it way harder on them. <laughs> well, that's their way of probably trying to get the people to come off, but they don't realize that they can't, and it's just making their life absolutely miserable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and in not what's a good that, way. What's that like to be chant- the what chanted? Does it suck? Like as much as it seems. I don't. I'm trying to think if it ever happened to me. You never had like a what chant thing going on at you? Like I can tell you if I ever did, I'd probably promise you I didn't stay on the script if I did, if it happened. There was no way you can. You can't. Unless, I'm trying to think back. I, I'm trying, Unless yeah, you just I ignore can. it. Because 
Because I remember it was like the Goldberg plow, stuff just being totally ignored. The only way to really plow through it is to just not have a stop in your cadence, just to keep talking. Yeah. It's the only real way because then they can't find The moment you let them in, yeah. it's Yeah, the moment you like have to stop to think, that's when they do it. Don't answer that door. Don't answer, don't answer the door. Don't answer the door. All right, well, I'm done with Maya. That's all the biggest. I do have. I have, I have one. I have two things for you. I I want to acknowledge this week. I got a lot of people messaging me on the Ricochet R uh, for the looking like the Ryback logo with the R. And my my thoughts. I wouldn't have thought of it. My thoughts and I and I put out a thing. I go, guys, an R is an R. It looks different. There's only so many ways an R can look. I'm not offended. I'm not upset at anything. Ronda Rousey's R looked a lot like my R as well from Rowdy 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 Pipe. Like it's not, it, it, it's just an R, and there's no also the same sign team probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like the, the, draw an R. You, it's really hard to really be creative with drawing an R in different ways. Like it's, it also looks stupid and cursive. Yeah. So like, yeah, they went with straight I'm... line. Like, yeah, it's just an R. Just to put that out there to clarify, because that was a, a lot of people. I seem like we're getting caught up on that. I'm like, there's a lot more problems in the world on that. And then I was going to ask you also, I saw, because I know some stuff going on. Do you know anything about uh, Rusev? No, I actually was going to ask. I, I, was, I, I saw a thing. I saw the article saying that he had asked for some time off. But then I saw he tweeted saying that wasn't true. Um, I feel like you're pretty in touch on this. Do you know what's going on? I have uh, been made aware Fully, okay. and I am—I cannot say anything about it, but okay. I just wanted to kind of going to be huge news if it comes out as anything that okay. what's going on. So I was just okay. curious if you'd heard anything through the pipeline. No, well, I'm obviously now I'm going to start working on it. Maybe that was the reason why I brought this up, Ryan. It was <laughs> try to try to give give you know you give a little to you I help was, me out a lot. I was a little confused. I was a little confused when I saw his tweet and the time off thing. All right, well. Now I got work to do. <laughs> My girlfriend's out of town. So. <laughs> All right. Anything you want to go ahead and plug this week? Uh, just ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. Hopefully, you'll find this one there very soon. Uh, at Wrestling Sheet on social media, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find my Ron SmackDown recaps that I do every week uh, in the Collider Studio. You can also find Wrestling Sheet Radio is there as well, where we talk about all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, at Ryan Satin on social media. That's it. Good deal, Ryan. Thank you very much. And guys, I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody, an easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals, and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So fuel meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. Summer is approaching fast, and now is the time to not only get your diet on track, but also stock up on Feed Me More Nutrition. You can save 20% with discount code PODCAST20. Whether you're looking for long-lasting clean energy with our Wake Up Unlimited Energy, available in pink lemonade and our new green apple, 
melting fat off from shell shock extreme fat burner or getting a great night's rest with our powerful all-natural gts go to sleep feed me more nutrition has you covered with seven different products that contain no artificial colors or sweeteners and use more natural ingredients that work synergistically to give you the results you deserve available on feedmemore.com and amazon feed me more all right i am back here guys and we had man so i recorded with ryan satin here and we did over an hour and i thought it was uh really i, I love talking man pro wrestling and the, some of the things we talk about even off camera but before we recorded you heard ryan talking about it on the deal with the for the people that watch on youtube because like i said the youtube show is so important now we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff here uh, getting more content on YouTube as it helps get more exposure for the show, more eyeballs, or more ears, I should say, to the audio portion of our show as well. And trying to make the video content is as great as possible. And, and I'm learning and evolving this as we go along. The camera completely had malfunctioned before me and Ryan went to record and was freezing it went shut off and i'm sitting there i'm plugging it I had to take the battery pack out because the power is not working the record button's not working everything on the camera's frozen i recorded the with jen higgins there earlier in the week and i never touched the memory card it was in the camera and, and all that and something and there's no way this camera is is having technical difficulties although it is possible right it, it's not that old but i mean stuff like that happens and uh, I'd even switched out the memory card with another memory card, and it, it looked like it was appeared to be recording, and then I get done, and the camera's frozen again, didn't record anything with me and Ryan. So Ryan gets himself all cleaned up, we just have that whole conversation, he's going to be on the YouTube show, now we got to use still images for all the wrestling content for the wrestling report for this week on YouTube, so I apologize in advance for that, guys. I had luckily we have another backup memory card. I had to call Panasonic and uh, I'd switched out the. I looked online and saw possibly that maybe it was a memory card malfunction, but I'd use. I have a 32, uh, is it a mega, megabit disk, sand disk, or the, the, the sand disk deal? And that one doesn't work in my recorder. That one only works in my audio for whatever reason. I think because it's the wrong card. But I had another backup 64. So I got that in. And uh, as the light in my podcast room, just when we are getting hit with all sorts of where the light in my ceiling fan just just went out. A lot of lot of electrical technical things going on here in Rybackville, ladies and gentlemen. The show must go on. And the show will go on, guys. But uh, please stay tuned uh, for the upcoming winks, week, winks, weeks on our YouTube show, uh, Ryback TV, guys. You can subscribe there. Give us a follow. Smash that like button, as I like to say. And uh, as we continue to keep this all going in the right direction. And guys, if you love the show, you like the show, all that the big guy asks is you share with one friend. Hey, have you heard Ryback's podcast, Ryback TV? Helps with the exposure. Helps get more ears, eyes on us. And uh, we're trying to do great things over here in Rybackville. And we want as many people listening and watching as humanly possible. 
And with that, guys, this week, with my motivational thought of the week. Motivational thought of the week. We'd had the tips before. And I love doing the tips, but I, I didn't wasn't happy with the tips of the week necessarily. I needed to evolve it. I needed to to, to mold it and adjust it to to a little bit better. And we we got a couple different ideas. So we're going to be doing the big guy, my motivational thought of the week, and also the big guy's top three of the week. Could be anything, guys. And this week we're going to be doing my top three cheat foods because it's a question I get all the time. What my three favorite cheat foods are, or what my favorite cheat foods are. So we're going to do a top three with that here in a little bit. But this week, guys, on the motivational thought of the week, I want to talk to you about the power, the importance of the phrase, finish it. As you know, in wrestling, with things, a lot of the different things that I incorporated into the Ryback character were from things in my real life. And the phrase, if you always, and you go back and watch when I was performing and wrestling, and when I will once again, that when I got my opponent down, I need to finish it. And that's where you would see me do do the finish it. And I was always a fan, like I've talked about, of Razor Ramon growing up. And the one thing, I love body mannerisms. And I always got fired up. Little big guy, little guy as a kid would get fired up when I would see the bad guy, Razor Ramon, do the go for the signal for the razor's edge, which was my motivation for when I was going to say finish it. I needed that exclamation mark on it. And that, for me, is where finish it came from. But the phrase, the finish it, to me, the importance of it is so important in, in everyday life, guys, and just how we live our lives. And that was me taking this motivational stuff that helps me in my life, this mindset, and applying it to my wrestling character in a cartoon-like fashion. Which So you always wonder where stuff comes from. And I've talked about the energy and all this other stuff with the Ryback character. And like from my entrance, and, it, and right here in the phrase, finish it. And, it's the, you know, whether it's you hear me talking about racking your weights in the gym. You know, pretend a 95-year-old woman, your grandmother, is going to be using that machine when you're done. The importance of finish it. Re-rack your weights. You put those weights on there. You got them on there for yourself. Take them off. Finish it. Don't make somebody else have to do work that you should have done. Another thing it applies to, we always hear one of my big pet peeves, and I just, because I get disappointed in humans and I want us to be better, return your shopping carts, guys. It's not a difficult thing. And it really, you just, you got that cart, you got it in the store, you got it wherever. I like to take them out of the parking lot oftentimes for people that don't finish it. That way I get that cart and I finish it and I put that cart away myself. But you get that shopping cart. That shopping cart's good to you. It rolls around for you. It maneuvers for you. Granted, you got a good shopping cart, not a bad one. That cart's loyal to you. It gets your groceries from point A to point B to your car. You know, return the favor. Finish it, guys. Put that shopping cart. Bring it back home. Back home. Don't take it from it. Don't take it from its home, and then leave it stranded. Leave it lost, out there lonely. Return the shopping cart, guys. Don't be assholes. It really is. Just finish it. What's another thing? Working out. We see sometimes people going to the gym. You start getting tired. You're going in there. You feel great. Now, granted, there's times when something happens. You get an emergency. You get called. You got to cut your workout short. That's that's a different scenario. 
I'm talking about finish it though when it comes down to just the man or the woman of the weights and you're in there and you're getting tired. You don't want to do your cardio. You say, I'm going to go do 100 burpees today. And then at 75, you want to stop and be a little bitch. No, 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 no. You finish it. That's the importance of finish it. You're working on a career project. You're working on something for work. And then you start getting about halfway through. You start losing focus. Finish it. Whatever you set out to do, finish it. It could be anything, career goals, life goals. But guys, guys, you got to, you got to, you got to get that finish it mentality in your mind. Because what happens is when you start taking little breaks off of things, when you don't, I'm not going to return this shopping cart. I don't need to return it. I could be a little lazy son of a Or I, I don't have to return these weights. I don't have to re-rack these weights. It's not, you know, well, the, the guy already had a 45 on each side anyways. I'm, I could leave another one on there too. The importance, guys, of finishing it, when you get that in your mind and you do it on the little things and you do it over and over and over and over, it creates a confidence. It creates a mindset that carries over to other things in your life. Very simple phrase. Very simple task at hand. Shopping carts, weights. It's not rocket science here, guys. It's the f***ing basics. But you do the basics great, and you set yourself up for an opportunity to do great at other things. And that is my big guy thought of the week. And with that, guys, I do want to say on top of that, with that, and you're going to have bad things that happen. You're going to have negative things that happen. Don't let, though, do not let bad moments, bad days turn into bad weeks, bad months, and bad years. And at the same, don't let a bad month turn into a bad year. You never know how long you don't let a bad year turn into multiple bad years. You can expand on that as you will. But bad things are going to happen, but we have a way we can react to it. Take a deep breath, take a step back, and get back and finish it. Don't let those bad moments get in because we all got the bad moments. They're there. They exist. They're going to happen. I just was banging my head against the wall trying to get this camera fixed because I want I have so much I got to get done today. I just stepped back. I took a deep breath. Okay, big guy, let's look at the what can the problems be. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the situation. Problem solved eventually. Everything's moving smoothly. We're back on track. So, guys, motivational thought of the week. Finish it. With that, <clears throat> My top three guys, the big guys, top three of the week. The big guys, top three of the week. This is something that's going to become a huge hit on YouTube. I have a feeling with the big, the top three that we're going to be doing every week. It could be my favorite books, my favorite podcast, my favorite cheat foods like we're going to do today. My favorite Zevia sodas. I might do a top three on that, guys. Maybe my, my favorite current top three wrestlers. I don't know. But we're going we're gonna to have fun with it. That's for goddamn sure here in Rybackville. We're all about having fun. Land of positivity and opportunity here in Rybackville. We create a very fair environment for people to succeed. We give you the platform to succeed in Rybackville. And this week, my top three, the big guy's top three cheat foods, ladies and gentlemen. I get asked all the time, big guy, what do you like to eat on your, on your cheat days? What do you, what do you enjoy? Just pigging out on. And I don't do it a lot, guys. I don't do it a lot. But when I do, feed me more is my way of life. Number one, guys, and I think this is, you know, most people's number one pizza. I love a great pizza. I like trying different pizzas. 
It doesn't matter if it's Little Caesars, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Marco's from down the street, a mom and pop shop. Big guys open to all pizza. I do not discriminate against my pizza. What's my favorite toppings on that pizza, you ask? Pepperoni, mushrooms, and olives is my go-to. Now, if I see a meat lovers or an extra cheese or something of that nature, I'm not going to discriminate. I'm not upset. Pizza's pizza. Now, if I'm really, ask me, you know, what would have really, when I'm, I love a good stuffed crust pizza. A good stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut can't go wrong with. But if I'm going Papa John's, guys, I love me some Papa John's. Garlic Parmesan, that garlic uh, butter sauce, just pour, if that, you could fill a swimming pool up with that garlic buttery sauce, I would dive in that face first. Just throw the pizza in at me, just throw it at me. Just let me just just gorge that pizza and that garlic butter sauce. Just rub it all over. Just eat. I would just be a, just a fat fish in water, I guess, in butter sauce. But yeah, I really love my pizza, guys. I don't eat it. I don't eat it nearly enough. And I'm thinking of doing a cheat day tomorrow, actually. So I'm I'm probably most likely going to do the Papa John's with that sweet sweet butter sauce. That's my number one, guys. Number two, my number two cheat food, donuts. Again, I'm just a regular everyday, just your, you know, your average working man. I love, I love, I love the junk food just as much as anybody. I, I don't, it's mostly salads and vegetables and lean proteins. But man, when I know I'm going to do a cheat meal and I know that time has come and I wake up and, you know, you know, I don't feel like doing a pizza or buffalo, well, don't want to jump ahead of myself here don't feel like doing a pizza and I, you know, I'll go ahead and, uh, crispy cream, Dunkin' Donuts, Winchell's, Donut Mania, Pink Box here in Vegas. We got a, we got a wide selection of those little sugary treats and I don't discriminate against my donuts either. Now, if you're asking me what my favorite donuts are and that I like to get an assortment guys, I don't like to just go straight glazed or just straight chocolate glazed or Maple. Oh, I, I like to do everything. I like apple fritters. I like, like I said, maple glazed, chocolate glazed. Give me a good Oreo donut from Krispy Kreme, guys. My God. I can't eat a lot of them with the, when I get those Oreos because that, that filling will just, it will, it gets you. That filling on those, those Oreos creeps up on you. I love them, though. If I could dive into a swimming pool, guys, with, with Oreo donut cream, just jump right in once again. Don't want to mix it with the f-ing pizza. That's disgusting. But by itself, truly, truly, thoroughly, thoroughly would enjoy that. Um, trying to think of what other donuts that I really, again, you could put any donut in front of me. Any, even a lemon, a lemon Boston cream filled donut or the lemon cream donut, whatever you, and maybe that's not my favorite. Maybe it's not the, my number one pick, guys, but guess what? I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be negative about the situation. <laughs> Love donuts, guys. I'm going to eat anything that gets put in front of me. And usually I order a dozen. Yeah, yeah sure. Maybe you're calling me a fat piece of right now. I, and then I would too. I do a lot of cardio though, guys. I work out really hard. I earned those dozen donuts. I'm going to eat those dozen donuts. Maybe possibly tomorrow on my cheat meal. I haven't decided yet. Maybe I don't go pizza. Maybe I throw a curveball at you guys and go a dozen donuts. Number three. Number three favorite cheat foods here with the big guy. As I drink a nice cold Zevia, Stevia sweetened soda. Buffalo fingers. 
I love buffalo, just tossed in hot buffalo sauce with just buttermilk ranch. If I can get that in pizza, guys, I'm 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 really happy. It's, you need a favor from the big guy? Let me have some pizza and some buffalo fingers. Probably go bankrupt in the process. I'm just I'm I'm just just I can't be any happier. It's one of those things, and I, here in Vegas we got this place called PDQ. Man, they're buffalo fingers. They they may make some good buffalo fingers. And it's actually, you know, Cane's, everyone know, you know, Raising Cane's, they got great chicken fingers there. And one thing, my, my big gripe with Cane's, as much as I love their chicken fingers and fries with some cane sauce, is they don't offer the buffalo, the buffalo fingers. And I think they're really missing out on a huge part of the, uh, of the audience, of their customers. Because I think there's a lot of people that like buffalo fingers. And Cane's, if you can add that to the menu, maybe the big guy would do a cheat meal on Sundays there rather than going to PDQ. But until then, PDQ's number one on my list, guys. Look them up. I wish PDQ, they're not as big as they should be, but man, they got some good food there. And I'll go there and what, I'll probably usually get anywhere from 15 to 20 big, huge buffalo chicken fingers with their buttermilk ranch. And I'll eat it like a, just a, just, I don't want to, you know, I'll be, I'll eat all of them. You know, I'm greedy when I'm eating my cheat meal. Nothing goes to waste. I, I finish it just like earlier, the motivational tip of the week. When it comes to finish your food, don't put it in front of you and turn into a little bitch halfway through. Now, if you're going, you know beforehand it's too much, make that adjustment accordingly. But that food gets put in front of you, finish it, especially on a cheat meal, goddammit. Don't, don't disappoint the big guy. But yeah, guys, that's my, uh, my top three cheat foods right there. Now, occasionally, uh, you know, an honor, honorable mention, honorable mention. I think that's fair for this situation. I love, I love Taco Bell. I love, or, or like, or just authentic Mexican food. Now that doesn't qualify Taco Bell under that category, but I, I love Mexican food. I love Mexican women. It's just, which one of the, 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 maybe I'll do a top three, my top three favorite types of women. But, uh. Yeah, good mix, chips and salsa. You can go to uh, beef burrito enchilada style. Cafe Rio, oh, Cafe Rio, delicious. But usually on a cheat meal for this, and I'll do a big old, big, huge order of Taco Bell because I, I don't want to go sit in a Mexican restaurant by myself, and I don't want to go on a date and eat how I'm going to eat like a, and eat 10 things of uh, bowls of chips and salsa before the food comes out because, guys, I do that. I'm that guy. Put some queso, some guacamole in front of me. Game over. Lights out. The big guy's going into a food coma. Going to have a food baby by the time I'm done. But honorable mention, we'll go Mexican food. But usually it's Taco Bell if I'm doing a huge one because you can get a bunch of food from there. Postmates it. Just be a real lazy piece of Just I don't. Yeah, text, just leave it at my door. I don't even want to make any eye contact with another human being. I don't want them to look at me in disgust and go, you, the guy looks, they think it's for four or five people and it's just me. They know I'm not sharing with the dogs. They follow me on Instagram and Snapchat. They know I'm eating that food alone. So anyways, guys, that's my top three of this week on that. I hope you do with it what you will. I do want to give some shout outs as always to our sponsors on the show, guys. Our great, great sponsors that help make this show possible each and every week. Real Good Foods. RealGoodFoods.com. You can save 15% with discount code RYBACK15. Follow them on social media, guys, Real Good Foods. They have the low-carb pizza enchiladas, the keto-friendly pizza enchiladas, jalapeno poppers. They got breakfast sandwiches out. 
They have exploded here in the last few years, last couple years in particularly. Uh, they're in a lot of the grocery stores now, Walmart, Smith's, and whatever your, your big local grocery store is in your town. I'm sure they have them because they're everywhere now with that. Uh, Wiretap Radio, big shout out to Wiretap Radio on Instagram and Twitter, uh, CLNS Media. Thank you as always. Uh, a wrestling historian on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the wrestling classic on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys very, very much. We got Blue Chew guys coming back on board. Really, really, literally, I'm so goddamn excited for Blue Chew to be back. And uh, because that means the big guy gets some Blue Chew. And if you have not heard of Blue Chew, you're going to hear all about it here on Conversation with the Big Guy. It's uh, Viagra and Cialis in chewable tablets. And you can get it online, uh, you know, without uh, having to to uh, go to the doctor. And uh, it's just like you said, it puts a little extra pep in your step. They've had a bunch of positive research on why it's just good to take this stuff in general, even before a workout. Um so, which maybe John Cena was doing because I, th- I heard John Cena uh, confess to randomly getting boners in the ring, um, which I never um, was on the receiving end of any of that that I knew of. I, I feel like I would know something like that in the ring uh, in the middle of two men, two sweaty men competing. But hey, no judgment here in Rybackville. Whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your boat. Hey, here in Rybackville, everybody's welcome including John Cena and his boners. We'll just keep him over in the corner, though. But with that, guys, with that, get over here to my plugs, my plugs of the week here. If we can go ahead and tune up that classical music, Editor Mike, and a big congratulations, by the way, everybody. You guys, Editor Mike, the guy, he's helped out with the show tremendously. I put an Instagram post up. Uh, he's He's been a, a tremendous asset to this podcast as we continue to grow. And uh, the show has gone through different periods. And and I actually had a huge, uh, the editor that used to edit the show, actually a great guy, really great guy. But he'd made, a, he'd made some mistakes and he made a really <clears throat> too big of a mistake that ended up costing me... Uh, my deal with mid-roll essentially and it was fine and I, I got a I employed him but it was uh, we talked about we put a podcast up that was not the podcast and it was me doing reads and it was what it was it got taken down I had to get it taken down uh, pretty quickly but it was a mistake that never never should have happened but it did and, and but luckily Mike was able to step in and really really help me out with as busy as I am on some of these things, it's really important to have a really good, strong team around you, people you can trust when you're doing business and when you're doing multiple different business things. Uh, you, your your staff and your support team is pivotal in all of this. So uh, congratulations to Editor Mike. Have a brand new baby bringing it brought into this world. Uh, he's soon going to be just the 10 of us, the, the TV show with him and his daughters. And he's uh, going to be busier than all hell, but I always appreciate him always coming through and helping put this podcast together on the audio. And again, for a long time, helping out with the, with the video as well, uh, double dipping there. And um, we've since got all that and brought on, you know, the professional for YouTube, which has helped out tremendously. So thank you, Editor Mike, and uh, hell of a guy, great guy. 
and uh, very happy to have met him um, when I did. All right, guys, for the plugs this week. For all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. You can support this show at patreon.com slash Ryback. Amazon merchandise for Feed Me More Nutrition and uh, the big guy Ryback, all wrestling shirts, the Feed Me More Nutrition shirts. Just type in uh, on the search uh, on Amazon Feed Me More Nutrition t-shirts or Ryback t-shirts, and they are sold by Feed Me More. And we now got a Teespring store up as well, which we're going to be linking to the YouTube, and we're going to be coming out with Feed Me More, uh, Feed Me More Coffee, coffee mugs and different little feed me more things on teespring as they have a lot more options on there try to get some female leggings done with the feed me more nutrition logo and to to get some more female merch out there as well for the supplements on all of that guys feed me more nutrition always available on feedmemore.com and amazon if you guys could please leave a review on amazon or feedmemore.com it greatly helps us out here Uh, we got our brain feed formula they just finalized everything with that we're going to get that into production. The fruity cereal is in production right now. Usually I'm hoping in the next three weeks that I have that maybe a month at the latest that we have that available for sale. The fruity cereal, fruit loop protein. I think you guys are really, really going to dig that. And uh, we got some great things happening with Feed Me More Nutrition here. we got a new Amazon seller coming on board that's really, really going to help increase exposure for all of that. But if you guys like the supplements, you've taken them, please, if you could leave a review, like I said, on as many of the supplements as you can on Amazon, those positive reviews really, really help me out. And we do need to get more of them. And I've not tried, never bought reviews or done anything. I try to let everything just happen naturally. Um, But sometimes we got to, like, and I'm guilty of not leaving a lot of reviews myself. And I now understand the importance of it. I'm trying, when I find something that I really, truly do like, I try to go and leave a review because it's, it's very important for business owners, and you don't really understand that, I think, until you, you get a business and whatnot. Some people just do get it. I just never, was just never even bothered to think about it. It wasn't something, you know, so if your reviews are greatly uh, appreciated on all of that. Personal videos by myself, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. Check out my motivational book on Amazon sitting back there, along with Dr. Sue Mortar's Energy Codes, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats pro wrestling booking signings appearances guys bill barons at showbiz at aol.com that's s-h-o-w-b-i-s at aol.com or book the big guy at yahoo.com fuel meals my personal meal prep service you guys can save 15 percent with discount code the big guy fuelmeals.com it's meal prep at your doorstep steak chicken broccoli asparagus green beans they got beef quesadillas chicken quesadillas they got uh, just like turkey burgers they have everything they have they have fish selections and salmon and tilapia and they got a whole they got turkey chili and they got a whole wide menu guys of healthy food options i use them religiously i've been with them for probably now going on four four or five years now it's been we've had quite the relationship and they've been great to me um so again just a huge thank you to fuel meals you guys can say 15 percent with them with the big guy uh, discount code with that uh, social media our conversation with the big guy account got deactivated uh, maybe about almost two weeks ago 10 11 days ago we're gonna get it resolved I've talked to Facebook it got deactivated for me uh, impersonating being me um, do with that what you will 
I, I don't really, sometimes you just got to kind of just take a deep breath and just let it be. And uh, hopefully they're getting it resolved and we'll get that back up. But if you can guys give that account a follow and my app Feed Me More Nutrition account a follow, we're almost to 10,000 on that account. And it greatly helps me out because it allows us to do the swipe ups on uh, that for, for different promotional stuff with Feed Me More Nutrition to help make it a little easier for people to buy. So if you listen to this podcast and give uh, Feed Me More Nutrition a follow or conversation with the big guy when it's back up activated, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And then I'm the big guy Ryback22 on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, Ryback22 on Twitter, Ryback247 at Snapchat, our YouTube show, uh, show youtube.com slash more channel. Guys, Ryback TV. If you could subscribe to that, like that, you can actually see the video of this show each and every week. Uh, I take suggestions, guys, um, very and I, I very fairly. I know one of the things was uh, somebody kind of thought maybe I was a little too far away. And depending on where you watch it, if you're watching on YouTube on the big screen on your PC or on your phone on the on the sideways, the camera shot is is much better. But I go, you know what? I can move up the the desk a little bit on this and try to find a happy medium. And that's what I've done. Try to make it because I do. You want a closer shot. We also want to make sure we do get the whole room in with that. And we do have a, a wider lens on the camera, too. We can play around with on that. But, you know, always give me your thoughts. <clears throat> I dig it. I get it. Everybody. And if I see a common trend in something, you know, I'm going to go ahead and adjust it. You know, there was something, somebody, I, I changed some of the background stuff. And I just moved it around because I got to thinking. I was like, I love my wrestling stuff. And it was never, if you know me and you know, there's no ego involved whatsoever. <clears throat> but I was a childhood dream and I achieved it. So it's cool to me to have my wrestling stuff in here. But I got to thinking about it too. And I wanted, I, I wanted to have a little bit more balance of where we're going with the show. More of the, you know, I got little Sonny, the photo of Sonny and, and the, a glass statue of him. I love Sonny. If you remember back with the ex-girlfriend, I love that dog more than anything. And uh, it's my memory of Sonny. And he's still here. It's just, it's her dog. It was never my dog. Um, I got some some artifacts I got from, uh, or some different things I got from India on a trip over to India that I thought was really, really cool in the airport. And balancing it out with the energy codes and my supplements and my book and whatnot. And I got a, I got a skyline little image of Vegas coming to represent Sin City here. And so just adjusting things. We're trying to get this top notch and uh, give you guys the best show possible each and every week as I continue to improve all of this. So with that guys thank you very very much for listening and uh you've just listened to another episode of conversation with the big guy ryback pal feed me more this is conversation with the big guy ryback Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 